just been waiting on my moment. That's it. That's all I did. I read the books in prison. I read the books when I was in the streets. I read them. So listen, when the recession came, you wonder why a trap, you said trap came out of nowhere. No, I didn't. I was just waiting on my money because you ain't know me when I was in the dark. You ain't know me when I was hitting licks. You ain't know me when I was robbing and stealing. You ain't know me when I was home. You ain't, you ain't know me when I was reading the book with my daughter on side me on the M battery and both of us going to sleep like this. You ain't know me then. So when the recession pop out, you like, well, where he come from? Oh, I've been in the dark. It's just time to shine some light on what I got going on. Cause I've been waiting on the moment. I want to give birth to a whole nother set of new millionaires. My testimony is that it don't happen overnight. And if we can understand that it don't happen overnight, if we can understand, no lie, if we can understand, yo, if I give myself time, I can capitalize in the short term and the long term, I can promise you a million ain't that far away. What's good, what's good, what's good? It's your boy, the Wall Street Trapper, and welcome to episode 48? Man, let's clap for that, man. Hey, shout out to all my trappers in the chat, man. I see y'all. I just want to tell y'all, you know, I apologize. I was a little late today. Emotionally, I had to just get it together. Not because I was nervous or nothing like that. That's what I do. But something in me was just, I felt compelled tonight. I felt compelled. I think as we grow and as we get into the episodes, like it's just starting to mean that much more to me. Kind of like in episode 42, where we talked about it got to mean something to you. As we get closer on the tour, as I see the chats building out more and more, I realize that we are on the precipice of something so amazing. And I just want y'all to know, man, I can't do it without y'all. I want y'all to know that Trapping Tuesdays is built and brought to you in the spirit of excellence. I pride myself, we, every individual in here, we pride ourselves on making every show better each and every week. So I promise you this week will be another amazing show. This will not be a three hour show. God damn it. Shout out to my boy Tootie on the track. Let's clap for Tootie. We got Gindy in the building. Shout out to Gindy on the camera. Shout out to George on the camera. Shout out to Pepper Poppy. We got Jose in the chat. We got Brandon always on the blind side. And we got Dave in the back, man. And definitely, definitely, we got Steve on the graphics, man. Alright man, tonight I'm gonna get into something that's that's <laughs> people in the chat say super cap. I can't believe that y'all don't believe me. We working on it. Before we get into it tonight, man, let's like, let's subscribe, man. Let's share this out. Let's get the lights up, man. It's gonna be one of them nights, I promise. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. We got a lot of stuff to cover. Bring your pens, bring your pads. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to go get your pen and go get your pad. You know a trap attire is required. Let's get into it, y'all. Let's clap for the night. That's going to be amazing. Right, let's clap one more time. 
Tonight I want to talk about the road to wealth. I want to talk about something that came to me today and it was, it was powerful when it came to my mind. Cash is king, but the assets reign supreme. Won't sit on that for a second. Cash is king, but the assets reign supreme. I remember a while back I said something and people was like, damn, trapped. I mean, a lot to me. I said, you are luxury rich, but asset poor. You got all the things. You getting all the likes on the gram because you got all the things. But at the core, the foundation, it's built on quicksand. What's the roots? What are they? The roots have no value. The roots. They say you can bear, you can tell a tree by the fruit that it bears. That bearing comes from the roots. Tonight, when we talk about cash is king and we say that the asset reigns supreme, we got to go deeper and deal with the roots. What are the roots? The world to wealth and freedom is a turbulent expedition. It's turbulent. The vicissitudes of life. When I start off with words like that, you know it's going to be a hell of a night. The vicissitudes of life. We talking about the ups and downs. We talking about the side to side. The vicissitudes. Because most of us have only envisioned wealth and freedom. The wealth and freedom that we have fantasized about. The wealth and freedom of having all the things. The wealth and freedom of wanting a life that we never have to take a vacation from. The wealth and freedom of controlling our and owning our 24 hours. See, what happens is a lot of us have envisioned that. A lot of us have built up an idea of what it is, but we don't have no database that we can truly tap into. So we must extrapolate. We must pull the data from aside from boundaries that we have not yet grasped. Okay. 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 I'll say that again for you. We must extrapolate. That means we must take data and we must have an, we must paint a picture from a place that we have not been from, from an idea that is truly genuine to ourselves. We must extrapolate. We must get the information from somewhere outside of our own existence because we haven't been there yet. Outside of the boundaries that we have not been to yet. See, think about this. When we think about Moses bringing the people through the desert, they had a vision of freedom was. But what happened was once they got into the midst of the desert, once they understood the vicissitudes of being in the dry place, they said, yo, I want to go back. I dreamed of something, but what it's going to take for me to get there, I ain't equipped for it yet. I won't go back. See, a lot of time what we'll do is we'll have a vision of something, but when we realize what it takes for us to get there, when we realize the hardships, we'll go back to lack because we're not equipped for abundance. Okay. 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 You feel me? 
We got to extrapolate. Right. So what it means is I got to ask Jose, what does it look like to you? Have you been there before? Jose might say, yeah, but he ain't never been there. I might ask G, have you been there before? He tell me, yeah, but he going to say, yo, this what I envision. I might ask Brandon. He might be like, yeah, trap, this is my vision. So I'm extrapolating data from all the outside sources and applying it to my life, not knowing this is only a vision for them. This is only a fantasy for them. But once I get into it, once I start moving, once I start getting in motion, once I start striving, once my quads start hurting, once my chest start hurting, once I start running out of breath, once I understand how vigorous the journey is, I say, you know what? I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. Because the unknown is scary. This is why you save the bill wealth. This is why I'm saving, yo. I'm investing, trap. But the minute one of my friends say, man, what you doing with that? A hundred dollars ain't going to do nothing for you. Guess what you realize? This is a vigorous journey to a million. Once you say, I got a thousand dollars put up. Well, I, I'm investing my, my whole income tax check. And then somebody come tell you, man, that the money ain't going to get you done. What happens is because yo, because the roots we can tell a, a tree by the fruit it bears. What's the roots? See, the roots ain't strong. The roots ain't grounded. The roots ain't embedded. So when the roots ain't strong, when the roots ain't secreted in enriched soil, it's easy to pull a tree up and go plant it somewhere else. So now you done took the good tree, you done took the good roots, you done took it from good soil and put it in bad soil. We must extrapolate. We must go past the boundaries and the data that we have. The vision got to take us there. I want us to understand, we often draw a conclusion. We paint this vivid picture of the future events only to be let down by our current reality because the pain, the pain comes in when we got compared. The pain of comparison. The pain of comparison is why the asset can't reign supreme in certain people's life because there's a pain of comparison. Oh, he got a thousand dollars. Only got. I'm not gonna get there. He got a million dollars. I ain't gonna get there because the million seems so far away when you only got a thousand. So now you're starting to compare. A lust for things make us divorce our dreams. The lust for things. When I read the Bible and I read the Quran, it tells us about the lust for women. It tells us about the lust to fornicate. We got to step outside of that because when I think of lust, I'm thinking about all time. Yo, what's my lust for a, a better life? Am I lusting it? What's my lust? I'm looking at him in his car. Are you lusting it? What this big house he got? You spend all day on Instagram. Are we trying to lust for it? Okay. Okay. We talking lust for things. It's making you divorce your dreams. Your lust for things is making you divorce the wealth. The lust for dreams is, your lust for things is making you divorce the goals that you have. You got to step outside of the lust. You got to know that, yes, it's a vigorous journey. Yes, I can look at it so I can picture where I want to go, but I can't lust it because what happens with lust is once we lust it for too long, we get caught up gazing and not doing. 
We get caught in the gaze. We get caught lusting. So I ain't just talking about the fornication for women. I ain't just talking about the lust for men. I'm talking about the lust for the life you want. But what happens when the determination gets let down, when the goals go down and you just lusting for it? Because what happens when you lust for something, you start to realize that you really can't attain it. See, when you lust for it, you really put in your mind, I, re I really can't get her. She out my lead. I really can't get that type of man. I'm, so I'm going to settle for what I got. I'm going to just lust for it. Are you lusting for the life you want? Are you truly going after it? You got to move outside of the lust and you got to get into liberation mode. Okay, let's... let's Yo, it's one of them nights because I took like my spirit was moving a different kind of way. My team was like, trap, you good back there? And I ain't answering because my mind was just moving. I'm like, how do I get them to move? We talking about cash is king, but the asset reigns supreme. The assets reign supreme. But in order to go to a place we've never been to, in order to get the access, watch me here, y'all. Watch me here, y'all. We got to admit that we don't know. In order to get where we got, in order to get somewhere that we want to go, in order to get access to the place, in order to get, I want you to talk about access. Access means you are now able to go into. You're now able to step into. You're now able to take advantage of. To get access to this, you first got to admit, yo, I don't know. And in the world we live in, it's kind of hard for people to say, I don't know, because everybody got opinions and everybody else convicted behind their opinion. Everybody has a conviction about the opinion they have. Everybody has a conviction about how they see life and everybody taking their conviction as truth instead of conviction. Just, you know what? This ain't my favorite thing to say right now is, yo, that ain't my life. Trap what you think about. That ain't my life. We must admit that we don't know. That we only are assuming. And it is hard to relinquish the power that you get access to when we say, I don't know. Because what happens when we say, I don't know is you now get opened up to the ability to take in the information. You submit to the ability to learn. You submit to the ability of pouring your cup out. See, it's hard for you to have a full cup and say, I don't know. When you say, I don't know with the full cup, immediately you are emptying the cup. And you are allowing someone to pour in to you. That is what I don't know does for us. We ain't never achieved woke before. We ain't never achieved freedom before. But if I make a post and people who ain't never done what I've done before got all the opinions. Now, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I'm still in I don't know mode. When I go talk to E.T., when I talk to certain people, Inky Johnson, when I talk to Chad from 85 South, when I talk to Charlemagne, when I talk to Ross, I'm in I don't know mode. I don't know, fam. Teach me. 
You've been somewhere. You've done something that I've never done. I don't want to. I don't want to have the controversy of battling what I know to what you've already achieved. See, we live in a world right now where everybody is convicted on their thoughts, their ideas. They're they're convicted on their premonitions. They're convict convicted on their opinion, and they're willing to stand on it. But yeah, you've accomplished nothing. You've accomplished nothing. Where, where, where does this come from? Where does all the judgment come from? Where all the opinions come from? From the people who have not accomplished nothing. But yet the people who have accomplished the things, they still say they have the power. They get access to because they are willing to say, I don't know. I don't know. I say, yo, we printed a million in the recession portfolio. The first thing everybody wants to say, what you started with, trap? It don't matter. It don't matter. We ain't got a million out the market. That was the whole goal, to go get a million. Not the millions I got invested in my other portfolios. The million we started this one with. Have you done it before? No, but look, 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 look. I look on the comments, no, but look, look, look. I'm like, yo, where's your million? Where's your million? Where? It's the conviction. Instead of applauding, instead of applauding, instead of getting access, we judge. We are convicted. But what the conviction tells me is people are willing to stand ten toes down in their wrong. You can't get access to that. That gives you no access. In actuality, it denies you the access. It denies you the mentality. It denies you the freedom because you're fighting your fears and there's coming out as anger to the next person who has achieved. Listen, the cash is king, but the asset reigns supreme. Watch me here, y'all. Watch me here, y'all. The most important asset you will ever have is knowledge. Knowledge gives you access. Knowledge gives you transformation. Knowledge, a people will perish due to lack of knowledge. By doing so, this gives you immediate access to freedom. It gives you immediate access to power. It gives you immediate access to the ability to take advantage of this amazing opportunity of wealth. Wealth is sovereign, y'all. Wealth is sovereign over poverty. Wealth is sovereign over opportunity. Wealth is sovereign over lack. Wealth is sovereign. It reigns supreme. It's the all-time thing. Wealth is sovereign and knowledge is the ultimate access. And while cash is king, the asset will reign supreme. So I ask you, do you want access? Do you want the wealth or do you just want to be right? A lot of us are staying on just being right. A lot of us are cool with just being right. A lot of us are cool with just being right. We'll go to bed at night like, yep, I won that conversation. We'll sleep good at night because we won that argument. We'll sleep good at night. A lot of times, man, when somebody come in my life and they'll be like, 
Trap, nobody can't, like I was on live the other day with this amazing King. He said, Trap, you one of a million. Man, nobody can't do what you do. I said, King, come on alive. We went on alive and we had a conversation for about 15 minutes. And he said, Trap, you know what? You're right. I had to fight his fears. I had to fight his fears. I had to battle with the fears, with the limiting belief he had in himself. And people will fight you. Matter of fact, let me rearrange that. People will fight for their limiting beliefs. People will fight for the things they are scared of. People will fertilize their fears daily. And me, I'm just in I don't know mode. The way that I get to my goals, the way that I get to my dreams, the way that I change my family's life, is because I am in a forever state of I don't know more. It is not disregarding the knowledge that I have, but it's giving me access to the knowledge that's available. I'm a forever student in life. I'm a forever student at being a black man in America. I'm a forever student at being a father. I'm a forever student at being one day a husband. I'm a forever student at learning from the greats because one of my mentors, Eric Thomas, said, Trap, we are all one mistake away from messing it all up. One mistake. One mistake. And in order to avoid some of those mistakes, I must always be in I don't know mode. Cash is king, but the asset reigns supreme. Let's go, y'all. Trapping Tuesday, episode 48, man. What are we talking about, Jose? How we feeling, Jose? We 22 minutes in. We got 2,000 people in the chat. Let's get the likes up. Let's like. Let's share. Let's subscribe. Let's get your people in here. It's going to be one of them nights, y'all. Happy Father's Day. It's all my fathers that's out here. You feel me? Salute. I listened to the TDJ sermon this Sunday about the prodigal son, about uh, worth the wait. Man, it was so amazing. Somebody asked me the day, trap. Like, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I used to be heavy on, yo, like, I'm a Muslim man. Right? I'm, I'm learning. But I'm not going to lie, Jose, lately, I've just been in my bag where I'm just a man of God. Like, I don't want to, like, no disrespect. But I don't, wanna, I don't want the label. No disrespect. I just want the knowledge, man. I don't want to be categorized. Listen, I love Christians. I love Muslims. I just want the knowledge, bro. I'm at that phase of my life. I just want to be fed, fam. I just want to be fed spiritually. I just want to be fed emotionally. I just want to be fed. You feel me? I just want to be, I just want to be mad fed, bro. I want my spirit to, like, I'm hungry. And in order for me to, de in order for me to do that, I'm able to go, I'm able to read my Quran. I'm able to read my Bible. I'm ready to, bro, I was on the TV the other day looking at the story of Ruth and Boaz the other day, man. And it was so amazing in that, right? And here's, here's what's so amazing about that. And it's drumming to this conclusion. The women were so mad at Ruth, right? Because of what she was. And what happens is they didn't understand the blessing of what was to come. And what I got from that was this, bro. Like, never 
Like, watch how you treat people. Watch how you treat people because you never know when they'll be in position to take you to the next level. You never know. Watch how you treat people. You feel me? Like, we be treating people, be, look, bro, I'm not going to lie, bro. I'll, see it. I'll be at the gas station. I'll be like, here, fam. It's all good, bro. I ain't tripping. You may be the next millionaire. I may need, I may have a flat tire one day. You might remember, yo, your boy gave me some money, man. Let me help dude out right quick. You feel me? Let me help dude out. Like, I don't care. Like, we'll get in certain positions and we, that's why I don't judge people, bro. I don't judge people. How can I judge somebody when I was homeless at one time? Who am I to judge? And I think, I think in order, and, and in my mind, bro, in order to truly build wealth, bro, we gotta, we gotta denounce some of the stuff that we hope, where we stood on, bro. We got to denounce some of that stuff, bro. And I know this is a stock market show. I know we're going to talk about stocks, but hey, I be trying to talk about my, I be trying to talk to them about stuff I'm going through in my life. I won't be connected. You know what I'm saying? Like when I, when people see me, I want them to be, I want them to see me and be like, yo, trap is, trap is not perfect, perfectly flawed, but we see the growth. And I want them to see my growth and say, you know what? I got some areas that I need to work on, be it man or woman. You feel me? And then when I was looking at the story of Ruth, here's one of the things I looked at too. I looked at Naomi, right? So I'm looking at everybody who got a part to play. So I'm looking at Naomi and I'm like, okay, like look at the pain she just went through. Like she lost her husband, she lost her sons and here she is with the woman, watch this, who actually caused her son's death. Travels with her back to her place and then fights for her. You know what that is? That's the ability, bro, to love unconditionally. That's the ability, bro, to have forgiveness. That's the ability to walk in the spirit, bro. And we need that, bro. We on the journey we on, bro. And, and I'm not, and I, again, I'm not the, look, yo, there's T.D. Jakes, there's E.T., there's Pastor Keon, there's Joel. I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. I talk about financial literacy. I talk about investing, but yo, I just be watching because I'm learning. I'm 40 years old, bro, but I'm learning. I'm denouncing some of my old mindsets. I'm denouncing what I once thought was gangster. I'm denouncing some of the values that I held on to because I realized that, watch this, bro, being loyal to my past contradicted where I wanted to go in my future. Darius Daniels, like being loyal to my past, standing on what I thought was gangster, standing on what I thought was a real ninja. Being loyal to my past was a contradiction to where I was trying to go in my future. So in order for me to get where I got to go, yo, I got to denounce some of them old beliefs. Whether they was right or wrong, they don't fit where I'm going. You feel me? They was probably right in the mindset I was in at that point in my life, but they don't fit where I'm going. It's kind of like trying to put a box in a circle. It don't fit. I can't say I'm, I can't say I'm chafing wealth and prosperity and I'm a whoremonger. There's no prosperity in that. I can't say I'm a man that's, that's, that, that want to be a leader, but yet I keep falling short to my lust for women. <laughs> it, don't, it don't work like that. It don't work like that. 
I can't say I'm a man that want to build a family, but yet I got, now it don't matter, now I'm just talking about what I believe, right? There's men, there's men that believe in different things and that's cool. I'm just saying what I believe. You feel me? Because I believe that a lot of the stuff that I was loyal to in my past would hinder my growth. It hindered. It hindered. I got a hard time. I'm trying to balance a business. I'm trying to build an empire. I'm trying to take care of my family. I'm trying to help my people. I'm trying to educate. So me being loyal to things in the past, I don't got time for that. I barely got time for what I got. I'm, I'm, I'm asking God, can you add another three hours to my day? Can I get 27 hours? All right, man, let's go, man. I'm, I'm my bad, y'all. I just, I went on a rant, man. I apologize. I apologize, y'all. I know if we, if we lose some people in the chat, Jose, it's my fault. We 38 minutes, we 30 something minutes in and we ain't even talked about one stock yet. All right, my bad. I apologize. Let's clap for y'all, man. Ah, I feel refreshed. Hey, this episode is brought to you by, watch this, Wall Street Travers Juice. I've been juicing my own juice. Hey, y'all, I've been juicing. I lost a few pounds. I'm feeling real good. Me and Jaws work all that night. <laughs> hey, let me, this is raw organic juice, right? This is raw organic juice made by none other than Wall Street Trapper and melons, watermelons with seeds. Shout out to the decaf farmer's market. Let me take a sip. Man, I hope nobody don't judge me. I drunk that like a little thirsty kid and damn, that felt good. All right, man, listen, check this out. Let's go, man. Episode third, 48. Let's go, man. Y'all know how we start off, man. Y'all know how we start off. Let's get to it. If you a trapper, let's go. Hand over the heart right quick. You feel me? And the reason why we put the hand over the heart, because watch this. If you right-handed, now my left-hand people, this may be a little different. If you right-handed, this your power. And I want your power in, touch your heart. So your heartbeat can feel what you saying. To my left-handed people, we gonna find something else for y'all. You feel me? You feel me? Put your left hand and throw your right hand up. Let's go. I am a certified Wall Street trapper. I am confident in my ability to make great investments. The stock market is a machine that prints money, and I am more than capable of operating this machine. Mm. Not only am I free myself, but my family will eat for a lifetime based on the information that I apply today. I'm a money maker and a wealth builder. Today, I break all the chains that anchor me to the poverty mindset. My ancestors will smile now because I have turned our last name into an asset. Let's stop right there for a second. The reason why that part is so important to me, the reason why that part is so powerful to me, and I say it every week, somebody jumped off the boat because they didn't want to be in slavery. Somebody got hung from a tree because they had a vision of what freedom was. Somebody bought back their freedom when they could have kept it for themselves. And then not only did they buy their freedom, but they worked twice as hard to free their wife, to free their son, to free their daughter. So they could have a whole lineage of people that became free. I want you to understand somebody mama got raped by the master and they kept that to themselves because they didn't want their husband to be ripped from four horses. Somebody. So I just want you to understand that. 
Some, some, somebody risked it all because after his wife got raped, he says, you know what? I'm going to dominate the master. He risked it all. Somebody was willing to sacrifice everything they stood for. So now you got to be able to say, my ancestors will smile now because I have turned our last name into an asset. I need you to understand that. I need you to, I need you to run with that. My family's purchasing power will increase indefinitely. Today, I make the declaration that no longer will I be a slave of money. No longer will the generations behind me inherit lack. No longer will I submit to selling my time for money. I am a first-generation millionaire. I am the architect of my family's legacy. I am a certified Wall Street trapper, and Wall Street looks like us now. Let's go, family. Woo! Let's get busy tonight, man. Let's get busy tonight, man, before we get started. Hey, Jose, we got a tour. Tude, give me a beat. Give me a beat. Let's see what Tude been cooking up, y'all. Jose, we got a tour. Drop that tour in the chat. LA, I'm not going to lie. LA, y'all been showing out. LA, y'all been showing out. Atlanta, y'all showing out. Houston, y'all showing out. New Orleans, y'all got to get with the program. That's all, I'm going to come home, though. I'm going to come home and go get in the streets. New Orleans, we got to show out. We got, we got things to do. I need everybody to get their tickets. Listen, man, it's $97, y'all. $97. We ain't just fluffing you. We ain't just entertaining you. We are at the apex of something so amazing. Tonight, I'm going to talk about how $150 billion has been generated in wealth in just the second quarter alone. So you want to know how Trap running his portfolio? Because I ain't letting them build their wealth without me. I won't be on the boat, too. I won't be on the path to prosperity, too. I'm not sitting around watching you increase your wealth by billions while I'm out here struggling. No, no, no. No, 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 no. I will tap into that untapped source of wealth that my culture and that my community wasn't privy to. And I need you to be the one. I'm telling you the $97 is going to be the best investment you ever made. I guarantee it, yo. It's going to be better than any stock market class you took. I promise you. You know why? Because unlike being on the screen, you're going to get me firsthand. You're going to get me in the building. Not only am I giving you, yo, here's how I beat the market in 2021, 2022, and how we beat it in 2023. This is how I beat it. Yo, this is how financially I am structured and how financially I am set up. I didn't know how to, what to tell my accountant. I didn't know what to tell my financial strategy, but guess what? I went through five of them, and now I got my blueprint put together. We call it the Howard Rockefeller blueprint. I'm just saying, I'm going to give you that. This ain't no fluff. This is not the person on the page saying, this is how you set up an LLC. And you ask them, yo, how your LLC set up? You say, well, I ain't there yet. But you, how you gonna tell me how to set it up? I'm talking about the reason I love myself because, and I love what I'm doing, I love what we doing, is because, watch this, watch this. I had to learn it on the way. And I'm okay with saying I learned it on the way. And because I learned it on the way, now Trap went through the hardships. Here you go, fam. Here you go, fam. You can have it. You can have it. I ain't tripping. A lot of people on the ground right now, they act like they've been there already. I ain't been there. I'm new money. I'm new money. Trap. He said, oh, of course. Yep, sure do. But guess what? Get back to my community, too. Guess what? I put all my 80, 80, 70-something percent of my money is in assets. I don't got that much liquid money. Guess what? 
I lost $113,000 in 2021. Guess what? I showed it. Guess what we did since 2022? From that loss on, we done made 500. I done got it back. It's cool. It's so much data in a loss. And what I want to do is I want to come back and show y'all the data that I learned from my losses. That's what people ain't willing to do. $97, man. New York, Philly, Chicago. We're going to have y'all a date this week, man. I want to see y'all, man. If you in the chat and you got your tickets already, let's go, man. If you haven't got your tickets yet, what you waiting on? Atlanta, August 1st. Houston, August 8th. New Orleans, August 15th. LA, August 22nd. Let's go, man. Let's go, man. Let's get, let's get hype in the chat, goddammit. Turn that shit up, 2 days. Turn it up. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about, man. We talk about information, we talk about assets, and we talk about access. That's your triangle offense. That's how you go to the next level. Information, access, assets. This is what we spending our money on. We don't spend too much money being entertained. We don't spend too much money laughing and joking. Ain't nothing funny about being poor. Ain't nothing funny about being broke. Ain't nothing funny about being on the same financial path that your grandmother been on, that your mama been on, that your daddy been on, that your uncle been on. Ain't nothing funny about being right there. You can laugh yourself to the grave and be in a poor house or you can, or you can build. I got new information. We talked about admitting that you don't know so you can get access to the next level. That's what we talking about. So when I talk to my mentors, when I talk to them, I'm in a continuous state of, I don't know, man, teach me. I'm in that state. Coming to the recession tour, it's the reason why I call it the recession tour, because we still in one. This come around every 10, 11 years. And guess what? We are not going to be, as long as I'm on my watch, in the next 10 years, I won't give birth to another 100 millionaires. In the next 10 years, I won't give birth to a whole new legacy line. In the next 10 years, when the next recession comes, I want us to be up tenfold. I want us to already have a playbook. Like, nope, I saw this happen already. Bet, double up time. That's what I want. That's what I want. I want us to be in the next, when the next recession come, I want us to be like, damn, but it ain't a recession yet. I need another one. That last one did me good. I tripled my network. I'm ready to play the game. See, you got to get off the sideline. The reason why you scared to get in the game is because you don't got the information. Think about somebody who's sitting on the sideline ready to get in the game and the coach put them in and they don't know none of the plays. You look lost. You don't know the playbook. You ain't been studying. But you can tell somebody that's been practicing. You can tell somebody that's doing the layup drills. You can tell somebody that's in the batting cage. You can tell somebody that's been studying because when it's daytime, they shine. You're like, wait, where that talent come from? Oh, I just been waiting on my moment. I just been waiting on my moment. That's it. That's all I did. I read the books in prison. I read the books when I was in the streets. I read them. So listen, when the recession came, you wonder why a trap, you said trap came out of nowhere. No, I didn't. I was just waiting on my money because you ain't know me when I was in the dark. You ain't know me when I was hitting licks. You ain't know me when I was robbing and stealing. You ain't know me when I was home. You ain't, you ain't know me when I was reading the book with my daughter on side me on the F-Mag remote that's going to sleep like this. You ain't know me then. So when the recession pop out, you're like, well, where he come from? Oh, I've been in the dark. It's just time to shine some light on what I got going on. Because I've been waiting on the moment. I want to give birth to a whole nother set of new millionaires. My testimony is that it don't happen overnight. 
And if we can understand that it don't happen overnight, if we can understand, no lie, if we can understand, yo, if I give myself time, I can capitalize in the short term and the long term. I can promise you a million ain't that far away. So we don't got to be like the Israelites and take 40 years to get somewhere we should have got there in two weeks. We don't, we don't got to do that. We don't got to do that. We don't got to prolong the journey. Because when we got the information and we get our heart right and we get our mindset right, yo, oh, that's oh, that's a that's a two-week walk. We good, fam. Man up. Man up. Man up. We talking man up. Man, all right, man. Jose, we 40 minutes in. God damn. Today, I like it, partner. Let's get to the. Get to the information. I apologize, y'all. I was in one of my moods. I apologize. Everybody that's on Instagram, man, look. Meet me in the chat, man, right quick, man. Trapping Tuesdays, episode 48. We on trap. We on the Wall Street. Looks like us now network. This, this episode is called The Asset Reigns Supreme. Man, when you get in the chat, say, we here, trap. Say, we here, trap. And let's go, man. I'm going to see y'all. Salute, man. God damn, Jose. Why you let me go that far? God damn it, man. I apologize, man. I don't. How y'all feeling in the chat, man? Let me drink some more juice. George, how you feeling? Stober show on the block. I'm trying to figure out how the hell I be talking an hour, bro. How the hell y'all let me? I know two to be back there. Hot. I'm surprised he didn't put speed up on the goddamn thing. Yeah. Man, get through it. All right, let's tap in, man. This segment is word on the street, man. As we get into word, <laughs> two didn't put speed up. <laughs> this is not going to be a three-hour show, dog. I promise. Cat. All right, man. Last but not least, we got a tour, man. I'm excited, man. I'm not going to lie. I watched the ticket sales all night. I'm not going to lie. I watched the ticket sales all night. I'm not going to lie. I watch them all night. I'd be like, I'd like to see him. The crazy part is we not even, we gonna probably break even on the tour. It's not even about the money part. That's the crazy part. I'm watching because I just like seeing the people coming out. No, no big names, just us. Uh. All right, let's go, man. Word on the street, man. Let's go, man. All right. So all indexes was down today. Now, if you know, Quad Winching, it's really triple winching, was last week. Um and, oh, I see my people. We here, Trap. Will Garner, I see you. Lorenzo Cofield, say Cap Trap, Cap Trap. <laughs> all right, man. QC number, say we here, Trap. Angel McNeil, say we here, Trap. Thank you to all my people that's came over from Instagram. Make sure you like. We here every week at 7 o'clock p.m. We be running in a little late, but that's my fault. All right, let's get in it, man. The S&P was down. The NASDAQ was down. And the Dow Jones was down. Now, here's why we down. I want y'all to understand this. So we had Quad Winton last week. That was cool. So Quad Winton is always when all options contracts, single futures contracts, they expire. Now, when they expire, there are sellers that's going in the market. They're selling their contracts. This causes volatility in the market. Now, here's the good part about this. The VIX is still floating around 14. So the market is still in, in is the market is still in extreme or it's in greed mode. 
Now, the market is pushed by AI. Now, I'm going to talk about some stuff tonight because I want y'all to really see what's going on right here because we still got 70% of the market that's either plus 2% or down by negative 2%. There we go. Rolling recession. That's where we at right now, y'all. So I don't want y'all to get caught up in this bull market, bull market, bull market talk. I want you to be able to identify because when you're in a bear market, I mean, when you're in a, yeah, when you're in, no, you're in a rollover recession, when you're in a bull market, you're going to see more than one or two sectors that's going up. So let's get into that. Let's get into it tonight. All right. Our next slide is the heat check. Here we go. Look, we still, look at this. I want y'all to see. We got 4.5 million calls in. We got 3.9 million puts in. Remember, we still down today, but wasn't down a lot. The heat check, our percentage is 0.87. This is how we know we still in the semi, the market is simmering. You know that anything over at one or over one puts us in what? A boom, a bear market. So we still have more calls than puts. In total, we got 8.5 million calls. Well, Trap, why we still was it in? Because there was a negative sentiment in the market. There was a negative sentiment in the market. Kawhi Winston still is in. We still don't understand. Also, we still don't understand what Jerome Powell and the Fed is going to do. The market is still like an imbalance, right? I want to talk about something tonight with China. We're going to talk about China tonight. Um, the market is in an imbalance because we're in a state where the Fed should be in position to pause, but they're saying rate hikes. So now we're trying to ask ourselves, is the Fed still pump faking? Or, man, shout out to Jerisha Hawkins. No, shout out to Gerald. Gerald said, man, I just purchased my ticket. That's what I like to hear, man. $97, man. I'm going to keep it real. Y'all think that, man, all right. So we're still in that bullish trend, so I don't want us to get caught up on that. All right, let's go a little further. Let's look at our heat check. Let's talk about our heat check right quick, man. So our heat check is, again, Microsoft was down today. NVIDIA, 2.6% today. Tesla, 5.34% today. Let's stop right there. Today, bro, this is crazy. Now, this is crazy. So let me tell you about a play I did. So if you're in a Patreon group, if you're in a Patreon group, Master of the Triple Beam or the Triple Beam team, shout out to the stock I gave y'all today for the lottery pick. I was supposed to do it last week, but I did it today. I love the Patreon because they be patient. They be patient with me. They be like, when Trap come, now I'm going I'm to stand on my word and give them their two picks a week. Plus my option plays. I ain't putting no option plays in. We watching the market move. Y'all know. Look, I saw somebody in the group today say, Man, don't ask him where the option play at. When he get it, we going to hit. I was like, there we go. There we go. They were like, don't ask him. They were like, what the option? I saw the comment, what the option trade? Somebody commented, don't ask him where the play at. Just let him, we going to hit. You feel me? Let me show you what I did with this, man. So this Tesla play, what I did was, and I told him it was kind of complicated. I explained it to them, so now I'm explaining it to y'all. So I had took some profit on a Tesla play a little earlier. But... When I took the profit, I only had like four shares left. And I knew that the, I knew it was going to run more, but my expiration, I wanted to give it some more time, but I didn't want to put no new money in the plate, if that makes sense. So what I did was I wound up selling my entire contract 
and what I, the full shares, what I had. And then I took that same money, I stretched the expiration date out and moved it. And I didn't want, the reason why I didn't tell a patron about it because I didn't want to feel, I didn't want nobody, to, first of all, it was high. But then I, I didn't want them to, I know they're going to follow what I do. And I didn't want them to sell out of their position to come get the new position because they were already in position. So their position was running. So they actually outperforming me right now in the Tesla contract. They probably up 200 and some percent on their Tesla contract. So I got in this contract. I reinitiated it. So I took that winnings and put it in another contract. Bro, in two weeks, that contract is up 99%, bro. That is crazy. Bro, the thing made $22,000 a day. Mind you, I got about 20 contracts. Now, the first one I had about eight, and then I cut it. I took the profit, and I had four. And I was like, man, that ain't going to be enough for where I want to go at. I took that, rolled it into the new position. I explained it to the trap, the people in Trap Master. They was like, nah, Trap, we ain't tripping. Bro, that thing, I'm, I'm just amazed that, I'm not going to lie. I'm amazed at what this thing is doing. And the reason why I'm amazed at it, yo, the thing printed $21,000 a day, bro. I'm not even lying. The thing was up 5% today, 5.34%. So my people who are, right quick, if you're in a Patreon and you're in that Tesla play, just put some fire in the chat because we, we cooking. <laughs> if you're in a Patreon and you're in a Tesla play, just put some fire in the chat. If you're in the first play, just put some fire in the chat. I just want, I just want to see who, who in the thing. You know what I'm saying? I just want to see who in the, and they, oh, I already know they're going crazy on the NVIDIA play already. Like, I ain't even much. Ah, man. If you're in the first Tesla play, let me see some fire in the chat. There we go. There we go. I made it. There we go. 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 Fire like Jupiter Great. You feel me? And so it was just amazing to me you know, how this happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, damn, so here's what happened today with Tesla. Ford already joined the squad. GM joined the squad. Today, Tesla's biggest EV rival, Rivian, joins the squad. They joins the squad. They say, you know what? Yo, we want access. So what I love about that is, this is a revenue stream. This is what I love about Vertical integration. This is a revenue stream that Tesla now has without having to do anything different. Remember, I talked about that. This is a, this is a, this is a now, this was, this, this was just for Tesla cars. So now what they've done is they've now said, now Ford, you can have access to it. GM, you can have access to it. Rivian, you can have access to it. And now Hyundai is about to get access to it. So now you got four competitors that's now about to, this is now an additional, somebody say I'm up almost over $3,000. I'm talking about untapped potential on how you get money over here. We just. You feel me? So we got some more stuff coming, but I just wanna, I just wanna talk about that right quick. All right, so then we got Eli and Lily, we're gonna talk about them tonight. We got Meta, they did something. United Help did something. PayPal. PayPal, listen, did y'all rock me or not? Look what I, I know y'all don't believe in it like this, but I said, we're going to buy PayPal one more time. We bought it at $58. You 
Got down to 58. We bought 100 and something. I bought like 150 shares. And I said, I ain't buying it no more. Whatever happened after that, it happened. It went from 64 to 58. I bought it. Today, it hit 30. It hit uh, 60-something dollars, 65, 66. It's up. And I'm good on it. I'm okay. I think PayPal will grow from here. They got new management coming in. Um, they are cutting some of the things. The management says it's focusing on Vimeo. It's focusing on, they just made a deal with um, Europe to do some buy now, pay later in Europe. They're growing. I like it. Let's go a little further, man. I like it. Let's go a little further. All right, Fear Greed Index at 79. Even though the market was red today, we, I told you, we still are in extreme greed. Now, I want us to be cautious because remember, the top 10 stocks are making up 30% of the market returns right now. The top 10 stocks are making up 30% of the market return right now. I don't want to get, I don't want us to get caught up. I don't want us to get caught up. Right? I don't want to hit 69 today. You got at 58, that's a $10 spurt, and we okay with that. It's buying whole. We all right with that. I think it'll go up. I think I, I don't think it'll be a $300 stock no time soon, but I definitely think it could get to $100, and I'm cool with that. Let's go a little further, man. Let's get the likes up, y'all. We have 1K likes. Can we get 2,000 likes tonight? Can we get 2,000 likes tonight? And I'm going to tell y'all something, yo. Let's share. Let's share this out. Let's get 3,000 people in here tonight again, man. Let's, let's, I like the 3,000 feel. 3,000 is starting to be our new norm. Y'all know I would go at the end of the year. By end of the year, we won't have 5,000 people in here, man. By end of the year, we won't have 5,000 people in here. That's how we go, man. Jose, somebody asked, how do they get the Patreon? Jose going to put that link in the chat. Make sure you get your tour tickets, man. Seven shows, seven sold-out shows. That's what we going for. Check this out. Billions made on AI. I want you to understand something. Watch this. Billionaire Network has jumped by $150 billion in the second quarter alone to wealth of stocks that printed on AI. I'm going to say this again. $150 billion. This is what I want you to understand. Listen. Listen to this. $150 billion made in the second quarter. We're talking just 3000 We're talking three months. 90 days. 90 days. The reason why these people were able to make $150 billion to add that to their wealth is not because they went out there and worked hard. Now, I'm not taking nothing away from their hard work, but all they did was be in position. It's the one thing I always tell y'all, man. Let's, you don't got to get it right. I just need you to be in position. Now, here's the thing. Somebody, if I'm looking at them and I say, okay, they made 150 billion, so that means somebody made 30 billion, somebody made 40 billion, somebody made 20 billion. Am I gonna look at them and say, well, that's because they got a million shares? No, I'm not. You know what I'm gonna say? What did my wealth do for being in position? And that's the mindset I want y'all to have. Yo, I want you to have the mindset of it don't matter where I start. If I'm starting with $50, if I'm starting with $100, if I'm starting with $1,000, if I'm starting with $5,000, I don't care what my people saying about I ain't got enough money. That just tells me you not in position. 
I'm in position because if my five thousand turned to six thousand, that's six thousand dollars I ain't had to go work for. That's a thousand dollars I got for being in position. And if I can get a thousand dollars for being in position, I can get two thousand dollars for being in position. If I can get two thousand dollars for being in position, I can make four thousand dollars for being in position. If I can make four thousand dollars for being in position, I can make eight thousand dollars for being in position. There is no limit on the money I can make from being in position. The problem is when these people making one hundred and fifty billion dollars, you not in position. You partying. You not in position because you spent your money on the Gucci bag. You spent your money on the red bottoms. You spent your money on the Chanel bag. Now, the Chanel bag is an asset. They be tripling in price. So I ain't, all my Chanel bag holders, all my Rolex watch wears, them things be going up in price. I bought this watch for $69,000. That thing worth $80,000 in a year. <laughs> I ain't mad at my Chanel bag wears, my Rolex watch wears. I ain't, y'all ain't kidding. You ain't getting no complaint out of me. I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. And I'm not even mad at the people buying the red bottoms and stuff. I'm just saying that, yo, like, I'm not, I'm not mad at nobody for spending any money how they spend their money. Because it, there's a bad saying that wealthy people don't spend their money. That's a damn lie. You just don't, they just got the t-shirt that costs $800 and you don't know it because they ain't got the name on it. The t-shirt costs, you, if you get up close to it and you touch it, you, oh, that ain't a regular t-shirt. That's not a polo. That ain't a, that ain't a polo v-neck, my guy. That ain't a Hanes his way. That's some Italian crap. That's some European threads. It, it fits you good. It's husky. Your belly sucked in without you doing it. That, that ain't right. <laughs> you feel me? So let's go a little further, right? Let's get into it. All right, right here, Larry Ellison of uh, Oracle CEO, a uh, CTO, passes Bill Gates to claim the number four spot on the world's riches. Watch this. Watch this. His net worth is now 138 billion. He gained 47 billion dollars just off Oracle stock going up. $47 billion. $47 billion. He ain't go. He didn't put the work clothes on and do nothing. He sat back. They came up with some ideas. He paid some people to come up with some ideas that he approved of. And guess what? Because his stock ran up, because his stock ran up, $47 billion just because Oracle stock. This, this, this what I be talking about, the power of untapped wealth. So here's what, here's what they gonna say. Here's what they gonna say. Well, Trap, he got more shares than me. Well, duh. He bought the company. He owned it. It's his company. But he bought, when, he, when the company went IPO, he was buying shares. He was buying shares every time he could. The only difference from him and you is he just been in position for years. You think you get 137, $38 billion network overnight? He in position. Stock ran up, he ran up. Forrest Gump mode. Forrest Gump mode. 
All right, let's go a little further. Let's go a little further. I need y'all to see this. This is this, you know why you know why this is important because the night tonight's episode is called the asset reigns supreme. See y'all like looking at the money in your bank account. That look good to you. I got the money in my bank account. I'm good. But we talked about it last year. That stock's best year, cash best year only gave us 1.66 return on our money. A dollar that ain't moving is a dollar that's losing. Okay, let's go right here, right here. I can't pronounce his name. The CEO of NVIDIA. The largest gainer on the S&P among billionaires. Watch this. His wealth tripled because of NVIDIA stock. That means he was probably worth about 8 billion or 10 billion or whatever that. His wealth tripled on NVIDIA stock going crazy. He now worth $38 billion. So if it's tripled, he was about what, 10 billion? 12 billion? 12 point something billion? Not bad. Think doing numbers. Fish scale guy, poppy, you on speed dial. <laughs> 38 billion. So all I'm saying is, if you in position, If you're in position, you feel me? I just want you to have more assets than cash. That's all I ask. I want you to have more assets than cash. If you somebody that got more assets than cash, you get it. You get it. You get it. You get it. How would you feel if your assets triple in a year? If your network, because your network is everything, it triples in one year, not from how hard you worked, but from you doing the research to invest in the right companies. That's all I want you, that's all, tonight, that's all I want you to grasp. Let's go a little further, because I need y'all to see this. Billions made on Bill Gates and Steve Ballmer. This is the people from Microsoft. Watch this. Bill Gates gained 24 billion in 2023 from Microsoft stock. Steve added 32 billion from Microsoft. Just from Microsoft stock. Now, some of y'all like me. Bill Gates been one of the richest men in the world since I was a child. I remember coming up as a kid, it was always Bill Gates, the richest man in the world. I'm 40. I'll be 41 this year. Watch this. This man been on the richest man in the world list since the 80s. He been in the top 10 since the 80s, bro. That ain't hard. That ain't easy. That ain't easy. Now, we can talk about the mad scientist stuff he got. I'm, I'm with you on all that. I agree with you. He is a mad scientist of some kind. What's the word they say when somebody a mad scientist? He's a, what's the word called? Devious. He's devious. Demented. <laughs> Maybe saying. He's, really, he's demented. <laughs> he's wicked. <laughs> but watch this. In America, he's the largest landowner in America. 
Bill Gates. Outside of Microsoft, guess what is one of his biggest holdings is? Waste management. Cash is trash, but the trash is an asset. <laughs> cash is trash, but the trash is cashing him out. Bill Gates, this is this, this alone. Now, of course, yep, he lost money last year. His network went down last year because Microsoft stock went down last year. But guess what? You think he sweated it? Guess what he probably did? Bought more Microsoft. Guess what Steve Ballmer probably did? Bought more Microsoft while it was cheap. And guess what happens? As the stock comes back up, now they... You talk about adding $32 billion to your network and you ain't did nothing. You still out having fun. You still doing what you want to do. All right, let's go a little further, man. Larry Page. These are the people that's down with Alphabet. Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook. Larry Page and Sergey, both nearly $30 billion on Alphabet stock alone. Watch this. Mark Zuckerberg, $57 billion this year alone off Facebook. Now watch this. He's only $40 billion away from where he was before he lost all that on Facebook, when Facebook stock went down because of Apple. How long do you think it's going to take for him to get there? Not too long. He'll be there by the end of the year. So what that tells me is this. These people so cool, they not like us. Not from a skin perspective. Uh, we talking about the mindset perspective of, yo, the dude lost, I don't know, $100 billion, $100 billion in network in a, in over, over a couple months. Guess what he did? He bought more of his company stock. And when the stock came back up, he's only $40 billion. I want you... He's only 40 billion away. And the reason why we can say only is because he not going out busting his tail to go make that. He in his business adding value to the company. And as he adds value to the company, the shareholders in the market buy the stock. We're in the stock and the option. As he build his network, I'm going to build my network. I might not have billions yet. It's easy. Because here's the thing, what I want you to also understand. I want you to understand that this money is a tool. The minute you get out of your head, the minute you get it out of your head that you're going to go work hard and bust your ass to be a millionaire, the minute you get that out your head and say, I'm going to invest my way to being a millionaire, I promise you change the whole dynamic of where you are. There's a thin line in the dichotomy of being, ooh, that nigga say dichotomy. Ooh, ooh, ooh. There's a thin line in the dichotomy of being wealthy and being in poverty or being middle class. There's a, there's a, there's, it's, it's two-sided. But there's only a, a thin line that, and it's information. It's information and mindset. It's information and mindset. I know people who are millionaires, but the only way they know how to be millionaires and stay millionaires is by working their butt off. 
The minute, and I promise you this, y'all, the minute you change your mindset to I'm going to invest my way to a million, the million ain't that far away. The minute, the while you thinking I'm going to work my way to be a millionaire, that's what hurts you so much because I'm going to be real with you. Based on the tool, I'm not taking away from nothing from nobody. Based on the tools that you have, a lot of us don't know how to work our way to being a millionaire. You feel me? Like based on the tools that we have, based on the tools that the system gave us, based on the tools that they equipped us with, we don't know how to work our way to being a, bill, a millionaire, let alone a billionaire, even as an entrepreneur, right? A lot of a, a lot of entrepreneurs don't know how to work their way to being a millionaire. Just because you made a million don't mean you're a millionaire. We talking about increasing your net worth. You feel me? I'm talking about taking what you have, investing it, and making the money make you a millionaire. Okay, let's go a little further. Let's go a little further. I ain't going to stay there too long. I won't get into this right here, compounding your way to wealth. This is my next thing to talk about, compounding your way to wealth. Watch this. If you contribute $50 a month, right, we talking about over a 20-year time span, a 30-year time span, if you contribute $50 a month, uh, totally invested would be $18,000, you would end with $64,450. It's 20 years. If you contributed $250 a month and invest, total invested would be $90,000, it would end with $307,000. If you contributed almost $500 a month and you totally invested was $185,000, you would have almost $600,000. This ain't doing nothing. This barely getting, this getting 7% return. Y'all know if you're a trapper, we do, we do 7% in our sleep. This average. Ain't nothing about being a trap with average. But I like to give base case scenarios. Ain't nothing about us average. We don't come here for average. We come here for exponential growth. We come here to go above and beyond. We come here to say, I can live off 30% of my income because I'm going to invest 70% because I'm going to do something now that everybody can't do so I can live later how the way everybody can't live. We won't live, but we won't, we won't pull up a different rock. We won't, we won't, we won't pull, we won't peel back the layers of what it takes to be wealthy. There's layers to it. There's things we gotta peel back. There's financial trauma we gotta peel back. There's learning, we gotta unlearn some of the habits. We're not a prisoner to our goals, we are prisoner to our habits. That's what we're prisoners to. We can't let go of the habits and we know the habits ain't serving us. We know the habits ain't serving us. You want to lose weight. You keep eating. You know that ain't serving you. You won't build wealth, but you can't stop going places and you can't stop spending money that you won't have. You know that ain't serving you at the highest level. How you going to be? You got to be realistic with yourself. You got to divorce the habits so you can marry your future. Are you ready to change? Are you ready to infuse the new mindset? Are you ready to infuse the new ingredients with the new potential? That's a, are you ready to infuse that? Meaning mix together and make better. That's when you infuse something. You infuse it. I need them to come together and create something that you ain't never had before. When you combine two elements to make you better, your mindset and your habit creates the better version of you. 
I want us to get there so we can compound our way to wealth, man. It ain't impossible for us. It ain't impossible for us. We just got to get in the game. I just want us to play the game the right way, man. Let's go a little further. Can China really be a dominant country? So China's definitely going through a lot right now. So me, it's not, it's not for me to say yes or no. I'm not anti-American, nor am I. I mean, I'm not pro-American, nor am I anti-China. I'm just a realist, right? I'm just a realist. So China cuts, uh, cuts two lending rates. Uh, no military to military talks. China cuts military in Cuba. Also, China is going through a situation where the economy is getting older. And the way they're producing is slowing down. Now, China is truly still essential to America. Let me say that. China is still essential to America. But when you start having companies like Apple pull out of China, it affects the economy. Now, don't get me wrong. When it comes to EV, China is light years ahead of America. But the thing about China is their, their GDP isn't as strong as you as we think it is. And in order for any economy to grow, they have to, and in order for any economy to be dominant, they gotta keep growing. But there's also no trust in the Chinese dollar around the world. So let's go a little further. Right? So here's the full growth estimates. Now, mind you, this is American American companies, American banks being biased. I will say that. Watch this. Previously, Citibank had China growing at 6.1%. This is the economy. Right now, they cut it back to 5.5%. Previously, Goldman Sachs had China growing at 6%. They cut it back to 5.4%. Previously, at the top, you'll see all the previous estimates. Right? You'll see Bank of America, J.P. Morgan Chase, HSBC. Um, you'll see Standard and... And everybody cut it from 6%. They cut it to like 55 5.7%. Why? Because China is still going through something. COVID is still a thing in China. So when we have the concept, when we talk about, when we talk about China being at the top, when we talk about China being the new world power, we also got to look at the economy. And we also got to look at who's using the dollar. So the Chinese yuan is only being used 2% around the world. I'm not saying, now here's the thing, I'm not saying that China is not in a position to move some pieces on the board, but I personally don't think it's in position to be the new dominant force. So in order to move, in order to move the U.S. out of the number one, and this is what I always tell people, I'm not mad at, I'm not mad at the idea of you saying that America must fall. We all understand that. But in order to move America out the way, we have to put a dominant currency in place. There cannot be, we, there cannot be a group <laughs> fund 
of countries that create a currency that is the world currency. That cannot happen. Why? Because it's too many things in the midst. It's too many variables. Because just like people, watch this, just like people can't agree on things, what happens when a bunch of us, <laughs> what happens when a bunch of us get in the fun or put our money together? George gonna say, hey, 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 we two years in, but I need to go in on a tape. I need to take some money out of that. You're like, nah, bro. Jose gonna be like, hey, 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 yeah, I got my kids. I need to, I need to get that. Gendy like, hey, I need a new computer. Be like, hey, trap, I, <laughs> I need a, I need a camera equipment. I'm strapped for funds right now. I need to, I need to, <laughs> Dave gonna say, hey, the church needs some money. I'm a giver, trap. I'm a tither. Church needs some money. <laughs> I got to take some money out of the fund. Tootie, hey, I need a new beat machine. Need a new beat machine. And I'm over here like, bro, I thought we was in it for the long haul. You feel me? We split, we bring the bill at the restaurant. Everybody talking about, I ain't order the two appetizers right there. I ain't order that. So what you think going to happen, one, when nobody trusts China? Nobody don't trust them like that. If they did, the currency would be, the currency is not trusted. Now, Europe could be a potential component, but their currency is only being used at 19%. Okay, George says India. Well, George, people in India can't even buy iPhones. They can't afford it. They still got to build that. So I'm not saying that America won't be kicked off the top. But what I am saying is it's going to take about 20 years for somebody to come at least 10. At least 10. The problem with that is these people in America don't know how to stop spending money to put us in a better position to extend it another 10, 20 years. That's the problem with America. We don't know how to stop spending money. The people ain't too far from the president that's been set. But when it comes to China, they have a lot of work to do over there before they are accepted as, are they a threat as far as military intelligence? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. The, the also issue is China owns a lot of our debt, and that's also an issue for America as well. So it's not like a clear cut Winner, there's some things that has to happen. No one is the clear winner of dethroning the United States. All right, let's go a little further. I hope y'all love that segment right there. All right, here's what I want to show y'all right quick. For all my people that's new, because this show is catered around helping investors on all levels. All my people that's new, if you're new in the chat, let me see. Say I'm new. Say I'm new to the trap. If you're new to the trap, let me see. I'm new to the trap. Jose, we got 3,100 people in the chat, man. I like that, man. I like that. To all my people that's new to the chat, I got something for you. Right? I got something for you. I got something for you. I'm going to help you out right quick. For all my people in Travels Anonymous, I put something real dope in there today. All right? So all my people that's new in the chat, let me see. I got something for you. We call this the Vanguard Bunch. Right? So the reason why I call this the Vanguard Bunch is because these are the ETFs that you can get from Vanguard. Now, Vanguard was started by Jack Bogle. 
Uh, he is the guy that came up with the idea that he said that a lot of new, he said a lot of new investors will have a hard time trying to beat the market. Right? And the reason why he said a lot of new investors will have a hard time trying to beat the market is simply because of this and this alone. Because it's hard for new investors to get their emotions out of the way to let the data do what needs to be done. As a new investor, it's going to be hard for you to get your emotions out of the way. Right? As a new investor, it's hard for you to get your emotions out of the way to let the market perform the way it's supposed to perform. So Jack Bogle created the Vanguard Index Fund um, and these ETFs. And what happens is they allow you to invest in a collection of stocks. So Jack Bogle, one of the things that is amazing about Vanguard um, is that Vanguard is, I don't know, between them and BlackRock, they are always one and two. Um, I want to say Vanguard has 3.6 trillion, BlackRock has 3.7 or 3.9. I may be off a little bit, but they are the two biggest. So to all my new investors, if you want to get in the game, here's what you do. You can look at the S&P 500. That's the first thing I'll tell you to invest in, the S&P 500, just so you have access to all 500 stocks. Now, me personally, I use that VOO as my savings account. Right? We use the VOO. Hey, check this out. Don't be beating my people up in the chat telling them to put it in the screen. We got y'all. Don't be, just be patient. Don't be beating my people up in the chat saying, put it on the screen, put it on the screen. We already understand that. We're going to give y'all opportunity to screenshot it. Right? Just chill. We're going to put it on the screen for y'all. You feel me? So just chill. We got y'all. I understand how, we understand how to work. We understand how to work, right? We making sure every time we put something up, y'all get it on the screen. They won't let me talk about it a little bit, and then they're going to put it up for y'all. So we got y'all. We're going to serve y'all at the highest level. You feel me? We're going to serve y'all at the highest level. We got y'all. Just, just let us work. Just, just, just let us work. We got y'all. We got y'all. We got y'all. <laughs> we got y'all. It's all good, fam. Ain't no big deal. All right, so here's what I want you to look at, man. I want you to look at the Vanguard bunch or the S&P 500. The VOO is also the same as the SPY. They work the same way, right? They work the same way. The Vanguard is just going to be a little bit cheaper, right? VT, VGT is the Vanguard tech stocks. VTV is the Vanguard value stocks. VUG is the Vanguard growth stocks. VNQ is the real estate um, VTI is the overall stock market all the way around. Shout out to my guy Ian because he always tell you VOO and VTI. What I will tell you is this. If you own VOO, you don't need to own VTI. Nah, this is not competing with Ian. This is not me saying Ian is wrong because I know why Ian told y'all this. The reason why Ian said invest in VOO and VTI because you're going to own the S&P 500 and you're going to own all the stocks around the world. The reason why he said that to you is because he's going to get you to own the S&P 500 and he wants you to own everything else around the world in the entire market. And he know that most people won't do the homework. Let me say that. This is not me competing with Ian. This is not me saying Ian is wrong. What happens is two investors can want people to beat the market and have two different ways of helping them. You feel me? So don't think that trap is trying to compete with Ian. I am not. Ian is great at what he does. I have no problem with him. It's my guy. We talk all the time. The difference is why I'll say why you don't need to own VOO and VTI is because they overlap. If you own VOO and VTI, 
85% of those are the same stocks. You're only getting about 10% or 15% of stocks that's different. Instead of doing that, if you're going to own VOO and then go own another international stock so you can get the international stocks. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to own VOO or if you're going to own VTI, then go own VM, VWO, emerging markets. Go split it. You feel me? That's the, that's the reason. So when you own VOO, you're going to own the whole S&P 500. When you own VTI, you're going to own the S&P 500 plus some other out of the, out of, out of United States stocks. But 80 to 90% of what you own is going to overlap. You are defeating the purpose. You feel me? You are defeating the purpose. I don't want you to do that. For me, I want you to maximize your money. So if you're going to own VOO, go on the emerging market stock so you can also own companies outside of America. Now you're doing two different things. You feel me? I don't want you to be the same way. So I want you to say that, man. I have nothing against Ian. That's my guy. I love what he got going on. We just invest two different ways. But we, the goal is still to get you to the end result, which is making you some money. All right, let me put that, because one thing about us is we'll say, Trap said that ain't it, Ian. <laughs> ain't no beef, man. Ain't no beef. Ain't no beef. And so for me, a lot of times, too, you want to you wanna be protected from the, town, the downfalls or the, or the drawbacks of the market, but are you willing to get protection are you willing to, are you, watch this. Are you willing to have protection and sacrifice the returns? Like, are you willing to give up the protection to sacrifice the returns? I would rather you have the protection in a group of stocks. So if you're going to get VOO, then go get in another ETF or index fund. Don't get them both. Here's the thing. You want to protect yourself so much that you don't be having no movement. Think about this. Remember the Christmas story? When the little boy mama put all the clothes on him, she protected him so much, she down there paralyzed him. She put the coat on him. She put the overalls on him. She put three coats on him. She put the Vaseline on him. He walking outside like this. When he fell, he was like a turtle. He couldn't move. Do you want so much protection where you sacrifice the returns? That's all I'm asking. Let me say this again. This is nothing against Ian. For some reason, our culture want people to beef. I don't want beef. I'm not in the burger business. You feel me? I'm not in the burger business. So that's the equivalent of having VOO and VTI. Think about the Christmas story. Dude got on all the clothes. He walking like this. She protected him so much, he couldn't move. Don't have so much protection where you can't move. Now you're defeating the purpose. You feel me? All right, let's go a little further. Oh, my bad. Stop right there. Stop right there. Don't go. VTI, then you got VIG, the dividend growth stocks. You got VWO, which is emerging market stocks. You got VMY, which is a high dividend stocks. And you got VYMI, which is international dividend stocks. Now, here's a nugget I want for you. Anytime you see a, company, uh, a ticker symbol with V in it, V is for Vanguard, unless it's Visa or something like that. 
right? Anytime you see V with some stuff behind it, it's a great, it's a great chance that that's a Vanguard index fund or ETF. So I'll put that in from you. Let's go a little further now. All right, here's my predictions, you know, view for recession. Um, high conviction of recession, session half. Now, here's what I think. Um, I'm not bullish on it, but I pay attention to what's going on. Right? I pay attention to what's going on. And when I'm paying attention to what's going on, here's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at, watch this. Weekly hours are down. Hours worked per employee is down. Watch this. Income per employee per hour is down. That tells us that even though we're in a robust economy, we're in a growth slowdown. Does that make sense to everybody? All right. Even though we're in a robust meaning, yep, we had the job report that said, yo, we got to remember that America's goal is to not make people panic when they don't want them to. <laughs> That's the key word. When they don't want them to. Right? America's goal is to not make us panic. Which is cool, but it's on us to be able to do what? Look at the data. That's why I say the emotion and the data has to come together and unify your decision. If the emotion and the data is on two different planes, then we can't be making just hypothetical guesses. We got to let the data in, the, in our emotion make us say, yo, this is what's going on. The goal for us is not to just base your moves off what Trap is saying. I want you to base your moves off the actual idea of what's going on. So watch this. Again, hours worked is down. Weekly hours are down. And compensation per employee per hour is down. That is, in essence, a growth slowdown because we were having what's called, what you call when people make money? Um, a wage slowdown. Wages are there, but wages are slowing down. So here's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that we're going to be in a recession, but what I am saying is when I look at the data, because we're already in a recession. That's, that's why I'm saying conviction of high conviction because we... We never got out of it. And the reason why we never got out of it is because if we take away the 10 stocks that's killing the market, we now have about, we have 470-something other stocks or 80-something other stocks that's not doing that good. You feel me? Does that make sense? So if we take away the 10 stocks, the rest of the market is not going crazy. The rest of the market is not going crazy. So I'm not saying, I think well, we're still in a recession, but every single indicator is flashing red. So when I go back and say, okay, what does the recession consist of outside of the negative, uh, two negative accounts? Housing, right? Jobs. 
inflation, debt. And we still have an inverted yield curve, meaning the two-year, it has a higher yield than the 10-year. You feel me? Housing, debt, United States debt's increasing. The inverted yield curve, meaning the two is higher than the 10. Normally the yield, the 10 gives you a better return with bonds and jobs. So everything is still there. But what we having is we're having, remember, I had my conviction at what? 38 for the year. But AI came along and just, I'm not going to, it set us on fight. Now, am I mad? Here's my thing. Like, watch this, y'all. I'm not so caught on being right to it. I'm not, I'm willing to abort my thesis. Like, I ain't willing to just state, nope, it's going to, nope, nope. I'm willing to abort my thesis because watch this. If I'm in a current state of I don't know or I don't got to be right, I can make some money. Do you want to be right or do you want to make some money? I want to make some money. I don't care about being right. People will hold my feet to the fire. Trap, you said, trap, you said. Well, listen, yo, things change. And because things change, my outlook don't change. I want to make some money. I don't care about being right. So my outlook coming into the year was, yo, 3,800. I said, we're going to go sideways. Yo, we hit 4,400. Am I so caught up on 3,800? Not really. Because I'm seeing what's power in the market right now. AI came in and said, boop, nope, this is what we doing. And I don't know what it was about AI. I don't know. I don't know why, but it, it turned the market upside down. Not only did AI turn the market upside down, but watch this. We also saw what? People cutting jobs like crazy. We also saw what? Companies becoming more profitable. But why were they being, we got to understand why were companies profitable? Companies were profitable because of what? They trimmed the fat. We got to understand it. Why were companies profitable? They trimmed the fat. And because they trimmed the fat, what happened? Now they look like Ernest Grumble. What do we see? We saw AI come in. We saw a new revolution. I'm sorry. We saw a new evolution of how America will perform. Here's what I'm going to say. We are now, we are now in the phase of where the VCR first was when it hit, right? We are now in a phase when the cell phone first hit. We are now in a phase when Facebook first hit. We are entering a new revolution. We're entering a new era. So we see what's happening. We just need to be a part of it at this point. So for me, I say the recession will be categorized. It won't be heavy, but we're going to see unemployment go up a little more. Let's go a little further. All right, this is great for me because I know a lot of people are heavy on dividend investing. A lot of people are heavy on dividend investing. So because we're heavy on this, I won't, I won't go through this slowly, but this one's going to probably be about eight to 10 minutes, y'all. So I want, I want y'all to go through this slowly. I want to go through this with y'all. Right, I want y'all to see this. I want y'all to understand this so y'all can all tap in. All right. So let's make sure they see this on the big screen. I want them really to tap into this. 
All right, good. It's on the big screen. So watch this. Here's what I want you to understand. All right, let me go through this slowly because I had wrote this down and I want y'all to see it. All right, so watch this. One of the things we do as investors is we focus on the dividends a lot. I know it, I understand it, I see it, I believe it, I get it. But I don't want you to be tricked by the dividend yield. Right? The dividend yield can throw you off. So let's go through it. First, we got Apple stock. Right? So Apple has a 0.5% yield. It has a market cap of 2.5 trillion. It, it will hit 3 trillion in a minute. But here's what I want us to look at. So Apple pays a 0.9% dividend per stock annually. Right? Just listen to me close. Annually. The payout ratio for Apple is 15.59%. What that says to us is this. Apple does has a small dividend yield, but it has increased the dividend by 11 years straight. But the payout ratio is only 15.59%. What does the payout ratio mean? The payout ratio means that Apple only pays out 15% of the money that it has from net income. It only pays out 15% of that. So what is Apple doing with the other money? With the other money, Apple is using that for growth, research development, buybacks, acquisitions, things of that nature right there. So Apple is paying a 0.5% dividend yield. Okay, watch this. Microsoft, the next company. Microsoft is paying a 0.8% yield. The market cap, is, I'm sorry, Apple is 2.9%. Microsoft is 2.5%, 2.5 trillion. Let me slow down. Microsoft is market cap of 2.5 trillion. Apple's market cap is 2.9 trillion. Let me back, okay. Microsoft is paying out a $2.72% dividend, meaning Microsoft is paying $2.72 per share annually, they have a payout ratio of 28%. So what that means is Microsoft is paying us 28% of its profit in the form of a dividend, right? Apple, I mean, Microsoft is paying us 28% of the profit that they make. 28% of that is coming to us in the form of dividends. Everybody with me on that? All right, let's go a little further. NVIDIA. NVIDIA is paying a 0.4% yield. Most people don't know that that company pays a dividend, right? NVIDIA has a market cap of $976 billion. It is on verge of being a $1 trillion company. But watch this. NVIDIA is paying $0.16 cent per share. $0.16 cent per share. The reason why NVIDIA is paying $0.16 cent per share because they are focused on growth. You feel me? They are focused on growth. So because they're focused on growth, NVIDIA is paying only 8.33% dividend uh, payout ratio. You feel me? 8.33% payout ratio. So that means they are paying us only 8% of the profit. You feel me? They're only paying us 8% of the profit. I'm walking through this slow so you can see it. You feel me? I'm walking through this slow so you can see it. 
right, United Healthcare. United Healthcare is a 1.5% dividend yield. I mean, 1.5% yield. The company is 400, has a $458 billion market cap. All right. Now watch this. United Health is paying us a dividend of $6.83. The payout ratio is 30.19%. That tells us that United Health is paying us 30% of the profit in the form of a dividend. I'm walking through this slow so you can see it and so you can understand it, y'all. I'm walking through this slow so you can see it and so you can understand it, how this works. I want my people to understand how these dividends work. All right, let's go a little further. So we know that United Health is a company that is worth uh, $458 billion. They have a 1.5% dividend yield. They are paying us $6.83 a dividend Per company, the payout ratio is 30%. So they are paying us 30% of the profit. Now, let me explain the yield to you a little bit more. If you go look at United Healthcare's current stock price, this is going to be good. And you say, what is 1.5% of the current stock price that will give you the dividend that they're paying out? So let's go a little further with this. United Healthcare wants to stick to a certain dividend yield. If the stock price goes up, they have to increase the dividend to keep that 1% yield. If the stock price goes up and they don't increase the dividend, the dividend, then that yield will go down. Okay? Listen to me well. Companies will want to stick with a certain dividend yield. As a company stock price goes up, the dividend yield will go down. The reason why companies increase the dividend a certain percentage every year is because they want the dividend yield to keep up with the stock price. Okay? If you're with me in the chat right now, say, man, trap this good. I want you to tell me this is good. If you're with me right now in the chat, I need you to tell me this is good. You feel me? You feel me? If you with me in the chat, I want you to tell me, say, trap, this is good. I need you to tell me this is good because I want to break this down for you. I want you to understand how this game is being played. I need you to understand how this game is being played. All right, let's go a little further. We got two more to go, three more to go. I want, I want you to tap in with me. All right, we don't got to bring out the whiteboard. You can, you can look at the numbers and explain what I'm saying. We ain't got to bring out the white. This is easy to understand. All you got to do is look at the numbers and understand what I'm saying. All right, let's go a little further. All right, so now, Johnson & Johnson. So Johnson & Johnson is paying us a $4.76 dividend. That means for every share, they're paying us $4.76. Once a year, you take that $4.76, you break it down by four. You take that $4.76, you break that down and divide it by four, that tells us what we are getting paid per quarter 
buy a company. Okay? Let's, let's break that down again. So if United Healthcare, I mean, if Johnson & Johnson, everybody, I want you to write this down. Johnson & Johnson is paying us $4.76. They pay us once a quarter. If we divide that by four, we'll see that Johnson & Johnson is paying us $1.19 per share per quarter. $1.19 times four equals $4.76. Simple math. So, Johnson & Johnson is, has a payout ratio of 94%. Now, what does that tell us? That tells us that Johnson & Johnson is paying us 94% of its profit in the form of a dividend. Watch this. I do not want us to invest in a company that is paying us that much of their profit in the form of a dividend. One, you have no money to grow the business. Two, what are you going to use to pay down debt? Three, if something really serious happens, you're going to either take on more debt to keep paying us the dividend or you're going to cut the dividend. Are we making sense here? Are we making sense? This is one of them ones I want us to just pay attention to. Right? Let's go. Our next one is ExxonMobil. So ExxonMobil is paying a dividend yield of 3.4%. 3.4%. Now, ExxonMobil has a market cap of $430 billion. Okay, ExxonMobil is paying us $3.64 a year per share. Now watch this. If we go to our calculator, what do we see? Simple math. $3.64 divided by 4 equals 91 cents. So that means every quarter, Exxon is paying us 91 cents per share. So watch this, 91, let's say you had 10 shares of ExxonMobil, 91 times 10 equals $9.10. So if we had 10 shares, every quarter ExxonMobil would pay us $9.10. $9.10 times four equals $36. So that means if we had 10 shares every year, ExxonMobil would pay us $36.40. Everybody with me on that? I need us to understand what's going on so we can understand the dividends. So we can understand the dividends. Okay, let's go a little further. J.P. Morgan Chase. J.P. Morgan is paying us $4 a share per quarter. J.P. Morgan is giving us a 29% payout ratio, which means they're paying us 29% of the profit, right? J.P. Morgan is paying us a 2.8% yield, right? And they have a market cap of $412 billion. 
$412 billion. So that means every quarter, JP Morgan is paying us $1 per share. $1 per share. At the end of the year, they've paid us $4 per share. Man. Shout out to y'all for having that segment. Shout out to y'all for just walking through that segment with me right quick. Right? Shout out to y'all for walking through that segment with me right quick. This segment is brought to you by uh, Wall Street Trapper Watermelon Juice. Today, give me a beat right quick while I drain my juice. Give me a little something. You hear me? And the D is for delightful. <laughs> My goal is to help us play the game to win, man. You know what I'm saying? I told y'all, when we play this game, I like to cover everybody. I know there's new people in the game. Thank you, Queen. Shout out to my girl, Natalie Nicole. Man, shout out to her. Shout out to the For Every Woman podcast, man. Listen, Nat is good people, man. Um, she is evolving. And that For Every Woman's podcast is really good. She is speaking her truth. She is speaking to her evolution. She is helping women as she helps herself evolve. That's what I like about people. I like people who don't act like they got it all together. I like people who are evolving and they are teaching us from their evolution. You know what I'm saying? I think that's one of the things we live in the world where everybody wants to act like they got it all together. Right? Shout out my guy from 85 South. They got a, they got a show on Netflix right now. Shout out to Chad and them. They worked hard for that. You know what I'm saying? Condolences to DC Young Fly. You know what I'm saying? And what him and his family had to go through, I, I wouldn't even, I couldn't imagine what he had to go through, but here's what I do know. Man, God gave his strongest battle to his toughest soldiers. I know one thing, man, DC Young Fly gonna hold that down. He gonna have, he got a good support system. I know his family gonna definitely help him raise them kids. Them girls got a good role model. Man, let's go, man. So shout out to 85 South Show. Shout out to my guy, Chad. That's the homie. Shout out to Chico Bean. Shout out to OG Carlos Miller. Shout out to my guy, Kat. And again, shout out to my girl, Nat, with what she got going on with the For Every Woman podcast, man. Check her out. I don't mind giving my props. I ain't got no hate, man. I won't give everybody. I won't see everybody go. You know what I'm saying? They got room for all of us, man. Uh, shout out to Charlemagne with um, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart was acknowledged today as the entertainment man of the year. From to production to movies, I was like, bro, I hit short. I'm like, bro, that that motivated me, bro. I text him. I say, bro, that's motivation, bro. I'm watching you build that media company out, bro. Think about it. Kevin Hart started what at? Laugh at my pain and it was crazy little soul plane. Paper soldiers. Look what he had now. And I ain't nothing but hard work. You think he knew it all the way? He ain't know it all the way. So let's go, man. I wanted to put that out there, man. Let's go, man. What we got next? Today. All right. Watch this. Eli Lilly on the move again. Y'all know, bro, I'm a fan of this company. 
Listen, Eli Lilly buys Dice Therapeutics for $2.4 billion in autoimmune treatment. So this company focuses on using proprietary technology to develop uh, drugs for autoimmune system diseases, drugs that cause pain, drugs that cause fatigue, uh, lupus, uh, rashes, any type of autoimmune system disease. This company, Dice Therapeutics, is the leader in creating um, development for that. Eli Lilly just purchased them for $48 a share cash at a 40% premium, meaning they paid 40% more than what it was worth for. Sometimes you got to pay a little more for something you want to make everybody else move out the way. Sometimes you got to pay a little bit more for what you want to get everybody else about your business. Now, here's what I'm going to say about Eli Lilly. Watch this. Last year, their immunology, I think I said this right, immunology program, their portfolio brung in $2.6 billion last year. We're adding Dice Therapeutics to their company. This is going to take them to another level. I promise y'all something, y'all. Think about the drugs that this company has that's gangster. So now they're going to have drugs for people in the autoimmune system field, right? So people with lupus, people with things. This is a serious thing, you know what I'm saying? Because when people have auto, I think another one is like MS, you know what I'm saying? Like people who have autoimmune system, like they got to eat a certain way. They got to do certain things different, right? So now they just tap into that market. They just, they just tapped into that market. So now they done tapped into the autoimmune. Here's what I like about them tapping into that market as a company. So I'm not saying that you profited on people's misfortune, if that's what you want to call it. Because the people, I ain't gonna lie, the people I know who have lupus and the people I know who have like MS, they be rocking. They, they be rocking. They be like, yo, I can't eat that. They be doing their thing. Like, they don't even like be tripping. They be going crazy. I be like, yo, it changes the way you think about, you know what I'm saying? You be like, yo, they rocking. So what Eli Lilly does is this. So now they've tapped into the autoimmune recovery medications. What, what is the thing about that? This is a drug that you'll need for a lifetime. This is a drug you'll need for a lifetime. Unless you just juice. Now, if you start juicing, <laughs> if you start juicing, 90% of the time, drinking your greens, you can change the game. But not only do they do that, they went and bought them out like, yo, come here. We ain't tripping. The stock soared today. Watch this. The next thing they got is insulin. Insulin. People who need insulin, they need it for a lifetime. Can't, you, you need insulin for a lifetime. So watch this. Next, they tapped into weight loss. They saying a weight loss drug going to be their biggest drug ever. They say they're going to make more money off the weight loss drug because 70% of the people in America are obese. 
Next. After that, what's the next one they tapped into? It was diabetes, weight loss. Damn. I can't think. Oh, Alzheimer's. Then they tapping into the Alzheimer's. They won't prevent that at an early stage. Autoimmune system, insulin, weight loss, Alzheimer's. And if I'm not mistaken, they also, and I may be wrong on this, so don't, I got, I remember reporting it, but I, I think it's them. They are also working on a drug to help women in the early breast cancer stages. This is crazy. I told y'all. <laughs> the 12 tries a trap. Jose, we need to go get that, that, that from last week. I need to get that clip. From last week, write that to Steve. The 12 tribes of trap. We gave y'all them. And guess who was in there? Eli Lilly. Eli Lilly. This is a powerhouse, y'all. They better than Johnson & Johnson. Ooh, B, we got to get that breakdown we did on YouTube. You got that to Steve? When we, we compare Johnson. Listen, if y'all not following the Wall Street Trapper page, yo, we, we about to drop some crazy content over there now. I've been filming. We got about 12. Ooh, we compare Eli Lilly and Johnson and Johnson. Blow them out the water. Blow them out the water. So you're not following the Wall Street Trapper, you can go look at it. Oh, shout out to Tootie. We got, a, we, got a, we got an episode called Building a Brand. If you never checked out Building a Brand, go check it out. It's on the Wall Street Trapper page. Building a brand is all about y'all watching me and the team build this brand, right? So y'all need to go, everybody here, y'all on the, the network page. We also had a Wall Street Trapper page. It's two different types of content. The Wall Street Trapper YouTube page, we got the building a brand up there. We got the breaking down a brick up there. We about to do something called Will Watching Wednesdays. We about to do something me and B talked about called uh, Money Script Sundays, what it's called, or something like that. Money scripture Sundays where we go in the Bible, we go to the, we look for stuff about, because the Bible talks about wealth a lot. Those people don't know. The Bible talks about wealth a lot, abundance a lot. So we're going to start breaking that down. We definitely do a lot of stock comparisons. I mean, I done did like eight or nine videos on stock comparisons. We shot three videos yesterday about breaking down ETFs. So definitely go check out the Wall Street Trapper YouTube page. I promise y'all, y'all going to like the content we got out now and what we bring in. Also, if you're looking for Flush to Flip It again, is over there. All right, let's go a little further, man. All right. Is this the starting five of a dynasty? And who's coming off the bench? So let's go forward a little one more, Dave. Boom. So let's look at this. And then we're going to go back. Apple's up 42% on a year. Microsoft is up 40% on a year. Alphabet is up 39% on a year. All my people in the Patreon, yo, didn't Google get us hyped last week? Let me give y'all some. Let me give y'all something to relax on a little bit. Here's what, here's what, here's my mindset behind the Google Play we did. I wanted it to go up going into quad winching. Here's why. If we were down and we got into the quad winching, I felt like we was gonna go down even more. And it would have pushed that threshold of 20%, 25%. I had a feeling it was going to do that. 
The day before Kawhi went, and we got it all the way up. We was down 6%. We went from down 14% to down 6%. We did $2,000 in one day. And then the quad winching day, from quad winching to today, it went down. So I was like, all right, it did what I wanted. I will say that. Now it's just testing our patience. We got to be with it. But what I will say, that 2000 that 1500 that, that 8% run up we got the day before, I was like, it gave me a like, because I didn't want to lose another 8% while we was already <laughs> down thick. I'm like, God damn, bro. Being down 20-something percent is hard to, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't have panicked, but being, we were 6% away, then it went back down. I'm like, all right, cool. We can work our way back up. So that's how I felt about that, y'all. All right, let's go a little further. Go to the next one. And then we got NVIDIA up 192%. We got Meta up 131%. Tesla up 114%. Amazon up 49%. All right, so Invedi, uh, so I should have said starting five who come up with All right, now go back to the first one. Boom. So here's the question. Here's the question. Tori said, I was scared. I ain't going to front. Listen, I got y'all. I got y'all. I got y'all. I'm going to let y'all know when I'm like, all right, y'all, we got to tap out. But if you're going to tap out before me, I ain't tripping. You know what I'm saying? Um, all right, so let's go. Um, stay right here. So here's what we got. Here's the thing I was looking at. <laughs> See, trap, that bit got me stressed. I think it's going to work out for us, y'all. We're going to be all right. I feel good about it because nothing changed in the market and nothing changed about Google. We still floating sideways. I think we'll be all right. I think we'll be all right. All right. Industrials. Now watch this. After we get to the big five, I like to pay attention to industries, industries and how they moving. So industrials is up 7.5%. Materials is up 6.5%. The Russell 2000, which is small caps, is up 6%. The equal weighted S&P is up 5%, and the S&P value is up 5%. So here's what I notice when I look at that. Outside of big tech being up, we now see some other industries on the move. Okay? Outside of big tech being up, we have some under, other industries that is on the move. This is why I said, when we look at the other end, when, outside of big tech, we need to see what else is moving. And so when I see this, I'm like, okay, now I'm going to be real with you. I'm a fan of the industrial sector. That's your United Rentals. That's your Fastenals. I'm a fan of that sector. I'm a fan of that sector. I'm not so much a fan of the materials, but I'm a fan of... The industrial. So I wanted to see that. All right, let's go a little further. So my question was, who coming off the bench? Who up next? So if you had to create a starting files, who's up next? All right, let's go behind it. All right, cool. So after saying that, now I bring us here. The S&P is up 15% or more in the first half. I mean, 15% for the first half 10 times. So only 10 times have the S&P been up 15% or more in the first half. Right now we're at about 14. We're not at 15 yet. Right? Close higher for close higher for four-year high, 10 out of 10 times. Average gain up is 23% by the end of the year. All right, let's go a little further. Now, here's what I want us to look at. When we look at the um the SP 500, when we look at the SP 500, we see that it is 
up. It's up 14.53%. We also see the equal weighted mean the overall is only up 3.96%. Again, it goes back to me showing y'all this right here. Let's put that on the screen so they can see it. So here's what I want them to understand. I want you to understand this right here, and it's important. If you take away those big companies, right? Watch this. So the S&P is up 14.53%. The equal weighted is up only 3.96%. So if you took away, if you took away those top 10 companies, you would probably only have a 3% upside on the S&P 500. This is what I talk about when we talked about rolling recession. This is what I talked about, about us not getting caught up in the bull market hype and uh, mania. I don't. I want us to look at the real data of what's ahead of us, y'all. All right, let's go a little further, man. All right, so trap jumping for the first half, advance and decline. We see the S&P 500 is strong. We see the mid-cap companies is modest, and we see the small-cap companies is modest. Why am I saying that? Right, the reason why I say that is because mid-cap is under the S&P, and the small-cap is the Russell 2000. They are modest, meaning they're up pretty decent. They are right. They're not bad. They're not amazing. But again, it shows us if we take away them big companies, and I keep saying that because... We're at a point now where we're seeing NVIDIA, Facebook, we're seeing these companies up 100 and some percent, 200 and some percent. At some point, they got to cool off. Right? Now, what I will not say is that they can't run the rest of the year, but what I will say is there'll be a pullback, and at some point, the pullback will create another opportunity for us, but I don't want us to be trying to buy these things at all-time highs because we think it's going to keep running. Get out of that FOMO. Get out of that FOMO. All right, let's go a little further. All right, cash money. The money, cash money is on me better yet than David. He revealed me. All right, still competition for stocks. So remember, cash is up nearly 5%. Short-term treasury is up at 5%. And the S&P earnings yield is at 5%, meaning the earnings in the S&P the earnings in the S&P is up 5%. So what it's telling us is cash and treasuries are giving earnings in the S&P a run for their money. All right, let's go a little further. Man, this is good information, man. This is some good information, man. I ain't going to lie. All right, now this is important. This is important. This is really, 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 really important. Look at this. The profits tell us the story. The prophets tell us the story. Now, we talk about earnings growth right here. Here's what we see. In Q4, earnings were down 32%, meaning when we go into earnings seasons, what was it looking like? Who was down? Who was up? What was it looking like? Earnings were down 32%. Q1, we saw earnings up 0.03%. All right, Q2 2023, earnings are down, right? Because earnings are almost over. Earnings are down 5.6%. We're giving you data, y'all. And I'm explaining to y'all what that means. Now, 
Here's the outlook. This is an estimated outlook. Here's the estimated outlook. Q3, which is the quarter we're in right now, they see earnings going up 1.6%. That's a big turnaround. Now, they're seeing a big turnaround because they feel like a lot of stuff is going to happen. What's pushing that turnaround? AI stocks. That's pushing the growth, right? Then they're saying for Q4, earnings will be up 9.65%, right? So they're saying that if we're looking at the money, we're looking at the economy, earnings tell the tale. Right now we're looking at, so if you don't know what earnings is, so every quarter, every company that's listed has to report how much money they made. There's, a, there's an estimate if earn, we want to see earnings going up. Earnings going up every year tells us that we are making money as an economy. Let's have a stop right here. Shout out to Drewski. Say, I just copped three tickets for the L.A. show, man. Let's clap for that, man. Shout out to Tory Queen. Tory in the building. Say, I wish y'all could see this picture Tootie put up, y'all. Say, <laughs> that's why I see your belly, boy. <laughs> they put that on the big screen so they can see what Tootie telling me. Let them see that. Let them see what Tootie be doing me. Let them see what Tootie be doing me. I, Dave, please, I, I'm begging you. I'm begging you. Let's stop the show so the people can see the stuff Tootie do me. I need the people to see it. Dave, you on payroll. <laughs> I want to flex my authority a little bit. That's what Tootie be sending me, y'all. That's what Tootie be. Can we put on a big screen for a second? I need the people to see what Tootie be sending me. When y'all feel like, when y'all see me getting rushed, this is what Tootie be sending me, y'all. I need y'all to see this. I need y'all to see this. I need the people to understand what I got to go through here. That's what I need the people to see. I need the people to see what I got to go through. It be your own people. It be your own people. It be your own people. <laughs> Shout out to Tootie, man. That's my dog, man. I love that dude. Man. I love my whole team, man. I ain't gonna lie, man. I know Dave like, damn, bro. Why y'all got me in the middle of this? <laughs> Gotta love my team, man. All right, but check it. So every quarter, every company has to tell us what they putting out. For us, we want to see that every year. We want every quarter, we want to see the company's earnings are growing as a whole, right? So we want to see that in totality. So when we look at a company like, when we see the earnings are down in 2022 to end the year, but 2023 up 0.03%, that's a good swing. But when we come back in Q2 and see that earnings are down by 5.6%, that kind of puts the market in a difficult place. That makes So that tells us now, what is it that's driving the market? Here's what I want us to understand. Stock price has nothing to do with the earnings of a company. Stock prices have nothing to do with the earnings of a company. Stock prices have everything to do with investor emotions. Investor emotions dictate stock prices. All right. Because what we saw was Q2, we saw 
stocks running, but that was based on reports. So now we get to see that. So now they're saying Q3 and Q4, they say earnings are going to turn around and be good. This is an estimate. So Jose, I want this to be a mark my word. So we get earnings reports for 2023. I mean, for quarter three, I want us to go back to this. Um, I want us to go back to this slide right here. So this is what? June, so September, when we get earnings, I want us to go back to this slide and see if it matched. You feel me? All right, cool. Let's go a little further. All right, so watch here. Profits tell the story. We're going to dig a little deeper. I want to talk about multiples, right? P.E. ratios. That tells us if the, if, how can I explain it? So that tells us what we are paying for a company's earnings. So when you hear a company is trading at 17 times, that means the company's stock price is 17 times more than what the company is earning. Does that make sense? Market cap does not help stock prices. Market cap don't have, market cap is based on stock prices going up. As the stock price go up, the market cap go up. Market cap has nothing to do with basing on a stock price. Nothing at all. You're kind of wrong on that one, bro. Market caps don't help stocks. You know, market caps only go up as stocks go up. As the stock go up, the market cap go up. As the stock go down, the market cap goes down. Uh, that's not it. You're kind of wrong on that one, bro. All right, so listen to this. So if a stock is trading at 17 times earnings, that means that the stock is trading at 17 times with its earnings. So watch this. We see the Dow, the S&P, and the NASDAQ, right? Watch this. Watch this. Yeah, the market cap only tell you how big the company is. Watch this. It doesn't even tell you how big the overall company is. It tells you how big the company is based on the stocks that it put on the market. Y'all make that make sense, right? So the market cap tells you how big the company is based on the stocks that they have on the market. Watch this. If I do an IPO and I decide to only put not my whole company, so they may say, Trap, your company's worth $100 billion. Right, we're gonna speak that into existence. I say, okay, cool. The company's worth $100 billion. I only wanna put 30% of my company on the market. So they'll take 30% of that 100 million, they'll give it a stock price, they'll put that on the market, and now my market cap, not the total company worth, but the market cap is based on the stock that I put on the market and the stock price that it goes up for. Ooh, that was good right there. That was good right there. That was good after I said it. God damn. I'm going to smoke y'all late on that one. You hear me? I'm like a referee in the game. I thought that was a good one after I called the foul. Like, damn, that was a good call. All right? But thank y'all for asking me questions. That's how y'all know this is a live show. Because I be answering y'all questions in the chat, man. And that's why I too to be mad. That's why I too to be mad. That's why I too to be mad. So I hope that gave y'all some clarity right there. Right, so let's go a little further right here. Now, right here you see they are talking about indexes as a whole, or we'll say indices, right? Watch this. So what it's telling us is January 1st, the Dow Jones was trading at 16.5 multiple, which means the Dow Jones as a whole, meaning all the company's earnings combined, was trading at 16 times. Now, today... It's trading at 17 times, which means the Dow Jones Industrial Index is trading as a whole 
17 times more than what the companies combined are earning. Damn, that's good. We talking right now. We teaching right now. We teaching right now. So right now, the S&P 500, now I'm going to give y'all some game too. The S&P 500 started the year at 16 times multiple, 16 and a half multiple. Right now, the S&P is trading at a 20 times multiple. So that means that all the companies on the S&P 500 right now are trading combined 20 times more than what it's worth. Here's how you know, watch this. Here's how you know if a company or an index or an indice is high, overvalued, or not overvalued. Here's how you know why. You will go look at the average P.E. ratio for the S&P. So the average P.E. ratio for the S&P is between 14 and 617. Between 14 and 17. That's the average P.E. ratio of the S&P 500. Between 14 and 17. So if the S&P right now is trading at a 20x multiple, that means the S&P right now as a hold is overvalued. I just taught some games just now. I just taught you some games just now. So now if you won't know, is the S&P overvalued or undervalued? You go look at what the multiple is it's trading at, okay? The S&P is trading at a 20 times multiple, okay? It started the year off at a 16 times multiple. So that let me know we ended the year on a low note. That means the S&P ended the year trading close to its multiple between 16 and 17. That mean it was trading in its average range. So if we at mid-year, that means the S&P done added three multiples to what it was doing, right? So if it's trading at a 20-time multiple right now, that means the S&P is overvalued. Same thing with the NASDAQ. It's trading at 22x, 22 times multiple, 22 and a half multiple at the beginning of the year. What you go do is go look up what is the average P.E., are multiple for the NASDAQ, which is the QQQ or the NASDAQ. Boom, you figure out what that multiple is, and when you get that multiple, you compare it to what the current multiple is, and now you don't got to ask trap, is the QQQ overvalued? Is the S&P overvalued? You go look at the average multiple compared to what it's doing right now, and that alone will tell you if it's overvalued or not. Yo, this tour is going to be so crazy. This tour is going to be so crazy. This tour is going to be so crazy. Make sure we tell Steve. That's a clip. This, this tour, this tour is going to be so crazy. Yo, you just imagine what we give out for free. That's all right. Shazam exit, and you really can use that when you place and puts the... That's it. That was some of my tour game right there, bro. Get out of my business. Get out of my business. That was, that was some of my tour game right there. Get out of my business. You feel me? Get out of my business. Right? So if we understand this, we now know, yo, the S&P is overvalued. Bet. The, the, S &P, the NASDAQ is overvalued. Now you know how to navigate. You know, yo, is it time for me to go all in on the S&P? Or is it, time for me to, is it time for me to go all in on the NASDAQ? Or do I bag up? This multiple tells us everything.
Now, my goal is to help you be equipped. So now you don't want to ask me. Man, bro, the tour going to be so crazy, fam. I'm not going to lie. We do this for free. Just imagine what I'm putting in the tour. Just imagine what I'm putting down in the tour. Let's go a little further, man. All right, man, so Raytheon Technology just got a crazy bill today. They just got approved a $1.2 billion Air Force contract. They provide missiles. They provide uh, telemetry systems and other unclassified products that they ain't want to tell us about, right? 57% of the company's sales come from government contracts and another $621 million in, in infinite Indefinite quality and indefinite delivery of products. That means they got unlimited. They got unlimited action. Here's what I always tell y'all. In my things, what did I say? Yo, you should invest in defense. It should be a part of your balance. Why? Because America, no matter who is in the president, they're going to spend money on what? Defense. They're going to spend money on doing what? Protecting us. But in that form, they protecting themselves, really. Raytheon technology also is the most reliable and is also the most dependable government defensive com company in the game. So they are bigger than Lockheed Martin, they're bigger than Boeing. They are there. They are there. All right, let's go a little further, man. Let's take a minute, man. All right, so I want to I want to talk about this right quick before we go. Apple Grand Slams, yo. Apple is on the verge of hitting $3 trillion. Easy, yo. You know what I always say, man? The Apple stock a day keeps the poverty away, man. Apple has increased revenues. It has increased earnings. But, and it has also decreased its shares outstanding. What does that mean? They're doing buybacks. That means it's giving more value to us as shareholders. But a large part of what Apple delivered over 1,000% return for shareholders was in the past decade. It was changing of the multiple. It was in the past decade. Apple was went crazy. They kind of slowing down. I always tell people, like, when you invest in Apple, it's kind of that fee fi full fum Like, Apple stock not going to blow you out the water, but it's going to just chop away at them new highs. Like, it's going to chop away. At, like, you'll look at it one week, you're like, damn, what's that sell $178? You look up three weeks from now, it's like at $185. But then it'll go a week or two where it's just trading in the same range. And then it'll go down and then it'll just eat up slowly, but surely, methodically. Why? Because it's the biggest company on the market. Big investors find safety going in and out of Apple. It's one of the safest places they can go. Right. Because it's worth the tree trillion dollar market cap. It has so many shares. Big investors. I think Apple has 16 billion shares. Yo. Right. Warren Buffett owns like 8% of the company on his. So big investors and institutions are going to go in and out of Apple. When they want safety, they're going to go in Apple. When they want a little growth, they'll go to Apple. Right. The downside of that is when they want to leave and go somewhere else, then we're going to have to take that ride with them. You know what I'm saying? So I had to put this out there. You know, the company is on verge. I think they're $5 away. Plus, it got downgraded last, last week. It got downgraded to neutral. And it has a stock stock price, a target price of 190. They're $5 away from 190. Apple will hit a new all-time high. Apple did keep the stock, keep the poverty away. All right, let's go to a commercial right quick. Let's go to it. 
we the only one doing a live show with this much production. Like we bar none, we just different. We not in competition with nobody. To see somebody that looks like us talk about stocks because I had never seen it before. You know, we buy during the drought and a recession is the best time to buy. I know how to break down a company. I know how to invest. Being a more confident investor. That Wall Street does look like us. No cliche. I will no longer fertilize my fears. That financial trauma has to be broken. We got to understand that we are more than consumed. One share at a time can change the life. What are we doing? What are we doing? We're printing money, baby. I'm going to tell them to let that roll a little more. You got to let, you can't cut that right up. I'm going to tell Steve. I'm going to tell Steve, he got to let that roll a little more, man. He got to let me at least get into the uh, 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 of that, you hear me? All right, man, let's go a little further. I forgot to show y'all this, man. Let's tap into the recession portfolio right quick. Let's go, man. Let's get straight to it. All right, man, as you can see, today we actually lost $892 from our position. Um, ATKR gave me $500. CELA Cellulas cooled off a little bit. Costco cooled off a little bit. Crocs got me. I'm in a bind, Nate. They've been tripping. Eli Lilly, y'all already know what they're doing. Uh, Lockheed Martin come up off uh, um, $118. Meta gave me $333. NVIDIA gave me another $1,600. And TPH, for all my people that's in a recession, and the, listen, TPH's been slow grinding for us. We love it. We love it. We love it. Crocs just been, like, they've been on the wrong level. You feel me? All right, let's go a little further. Boom. And when we look at the recession, we look at the options game. That's the infamous Google Play. Put that on the screen so they can see it. Right? That's the infamous Google Play. So Google is, we down, I think, about 15% on Google Play in total. Um, we cool with it. We ain't tripping. Again, lost $450 out of it today. We'll watch it. We ain't tripping. It's still trading that same range. We all right with that. Um, Meta. Gave us $1,300 today. This was part of Mark Zuckerberg's uh, $47 billion in upgrade. NVIDIA gave us $3,000 today. SMH was down $1,200 uh, today. And I told y'all, Tesla gave me $19,000 a day, y'all. $19,000 a day, bro. Tesla, Tesla gave us $19,000 a day. That's somebody's salary. If we being real with you. That gave us $19,000 a day. $1,300, that's somebody's monthly paycheck. $3,300 in one day. I'm going to be real with you. That's what I brought home from work in 712s. I should bring home $3,200 from work in 712s a week. $3,200. What I do want you to know is, you know, you're going to be like, well, Trap, how many contracts you got? Well, I got, I don't know, 22 contracts in a Tesla play, but you don't need 22 contracts. You know why? Because if you got on a play before me, like you got on a play, you in a Patreon, y'all up more than me. What we keep worrying about is the dollar amount instead of worrying about the percentage. We keep worrying about the dollar amount, not the percentage. You think I'm worrying about Mark Zuckerberg making 400 and some $47 billion? I ain't got the money to have $47 billion yet. But guess what? If we put percentages, I might be up on it. You know what I'm saying? 
I'm up compared to the money that I got. We keep worrying about the, the dollar amount. We should be looking at the percentages. The percentages is what matter because watch this. Watch this. What happens, let's say you, like, let's say the people who in the, in the group, let's say the people in the Patreon, let's say you should be up, if I'm up 99% on this play, you easily up 200% because y'all was up 100% before me, with me when I first did it. So you up 200 and some percent. So let's say you up a couple thousand. All right, cool. Let's say whenever you decide to cash out, let's say you cash out, but you don't go to put the money in your pocket. Let's say you cash out and you keep the money in the account. And so now when you go to the next play, when you was getting one, look, somebody said I'm up 71%. So let's say when you go to the next play, instead of you cashing out, the next play, you say instead of me getting two, the market already printed one, two thousand for me, three thousand for me. Guess what? That three thousand, yo, I can add another one. So now you got three or four contracts. Guess what? You let that run. And guess what? When trap hit hundred percent, I hit hundred percent. When trap hit whatever, I hit whatever. I'm cashing out. So now the next time. I got more contracts. Here's the thing. Stop trying to rush it. Let the contracts do what they're supposed to do. We bought it for a certain amount of time. Let's let it run how it's supposed to run. If you want to take some profit off the table, that's cool. I'm going to get in position again. What happens is when we play the game like that, it's not hard for you to go get 20 contracts. It may take you six months. It may take you a year. It may take you two years. So what? But guess what? I can promise you this. And here's what I will put my head on a chopping block for. Once you get to that, that 10 contract level, you moving the needle now. You moving the needle in your life big time. The day you get to 10, I want everybody in. If you getting one contract, I want your goal to be five contracts. Yo, when I get five contracts, that's a game changer. When you get five contracts, I want your goal to be, yo, when I get the 10 contracts. I just want you to work on that, one, five, 10. That's your goal. When I get the one, one to two, two to four, five. One, five, 10. That's your goal. I promise you this. When you, this right here, this 15 contracts. The meta play was 15 contracts. The Google, this Tesla play is 25 contracts. Look, 25 contracts, I'm, up, I'm lying, 23 contracts, I'm up $57,000. I'm up probably 99, 100%. I can let that run. What happens when that hit? 200%. It's possible. You're talking about not being up $114,000. That's if I don't pull nothing back. I'm up 100%. Now, guess what I can do? I can go take my initial investment out. Let me get that out of you. You feel me? 
So now I get my initial investment out there. I let that run for $117,000. Guess what? That one contract ended up made me $117,000. Guess what I can do now? From that, from that one play, I can now say, okay, just because it is played now, I can move up to 40 contracts. I can move up to 40 contracts now. That's the goal for me. You know what my goal is? I keep telling y'all, my goal is to go get 100 contracts out these people. I want to start shifting them, 100 contracts at a time. I'm going to move the needle. This is how you play the game. Don't be worrying about how much money somebody making. Just know if they doing it, it's possible for me to do it. All I need is the information and the data and to be in the right environment so I can do the same thing that that person doing. Let's go a little further, man. All right, let's go, man. 1-800-TRAP or Let's go, man. My bad, dude. Trap, what it do, homie? It's your boy, Gutter CEO. So my question for you is, as I grow my portfolio and I got growth stocks, dividend stocks, and uh, my option plays, I'm trying to see how and when I should separate those in the individual portfolios um, or if I should do that. Because I use a lot of my options earnings to fund or uh, establish positions in the growth companies. So I want to split it up and zero in on each of their individual focus, like the uh, option plays. I want to have an option portfolio. I want to have a growth portfolio. I want to have a, a dividend portfolio that I play in. But um, just trying to see how and when I should do that. And I also started out with Robinhood, which I know you don't really rock with them like that. So if you could recommend me a, a brokerage to move into now that I've grown as an investor and I understand the market a lot better. Really appreciate it, homie. Salute you. Keep going. I'm going to see you in the age. VIP. Go. Ooh. Salute the king. Look, he rapping hard. Look, the king got the shirt on. I see the postcard in the back, too. I see the postcard in the back, king. Um, definitely, I want you to separate those. Salute to you, man, for evolving as an investor. I like the word usage you use. So here's what I want you to do. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Robinhood, but you're using what you got, and I'm not mad at it. I definitely want you to have... Now, here's the thing. So I do it with E-Trade. With E-Trade, right now, I have my options, con my options portfolio, and I have the other... My buy and hold. So you can use it with E-Trade. You can have the options portfolio... You can have the growth portfolio and you can have the dividend portfolio all separate. And because wherever you got your options portfolio at, it makes it easier because you can then take sell the contracts and you can transfer money from one to another. Easy without having to shift, without having to take it from your account, put it in your from your portfolio, put it to your account, then to another account. Right. So you can you can do one thing. You can go from portfolio, from options. Cash out, transfer, growth. Option, cash out, dividend. So definitely, you can definitely do that. I like it. Now, only thing you got to do is structure what percentage. Like every option contract you went on, don't worry about the amount, just the percent. So if you hit an option contract for five, I don't want to count your pocket. So let's say you hit profit for $10,000, right? What percentage I'm going to use? No matter what my profit is, what percentage I'm going to use that's going to go into the growth? And every option play, or every play you went on, you should separate them. So, okay, I won on this one, 10% is going to go to the growth. My next one, 10% going to go to 
dividends. I hit on this one, 10% going to go. And as you evolve, you go up. I bet I hit on this one, 15% going to growth. So you put 15 to growth off this one, 15% growth on the next one. If you do it like that, now you balancing out and you keep an 85% of the profit in your um, options account. So that can be the fuel that grows your other accounts without you having to put money in it. All right, let's go. That was good. Let's go a little further. Good evening, Trap. My name is Jacqueline, and I'm here with my nine-year-old son, Nehemiah. I've been investing for almost a year in the stock market, and I have a custodial account for Nehemiah as well. I'm in your Patreon, and I have been making money on your option plays, so thank you for that. Um, with regard to my son's custodial account, up until now, it is just buy and hold, primarily in BOO, which I've heard you recommend numerous times as a savings account. Um, so my question is, should I start doing options plays in my son's account? Because I would like to teach this young king at an early age how to trade options. Thank you in advance for your answer. Bye, Mr. Pat. God damn it, man. Trap love the kids, man. First of all, Queen, your voice is so soothing. It was nurturing to me. I felt like I was, I was able to, like, man, that was so nurturing to me. All right, so here's what I want to do. First of all, I want to do this. I want to send you $500 to put in that custodial account. So you say you're in the Patreon. I want you to DM me in the Patreon. Um, your DM me in the Patreon um, so I can... And once you, I'm going to make sure it's you. So once you DM me in a Patreon, you know what I'm saying? Let's figure that out, Jose. So I can cash app you $500 or Zelle you $500 to put in that custodial account. Um, I want to I wanna help fund that. I want to help, help fund that. That's amazing to me. I love when I see that, man. I love when I see the parents taking initiative because I know how important that was to me and my daughter, man. Like, man, I get so much excitement knowing I'm investing for my daughter. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's amazing. So first, let's just start there. So I want you to DM me in the Patreon group um, so we can make sure I send you $500 so we can add that to Lil One's account. So here's what I want to do. I don't want you to teach yet. I want you to get familiar more, right? I want you to get familiar more, not just so you taking, I don't want you taking just mine and teaching them. I want you to learn it so where you can execute on your own and execute with me so that you can be the sole provider of how that portfolio moves. Right. Because right now, I don't know how good you are. I heard you on a Patreon. I heard you say, yo, I've made some money. You made some money with me. That's good. I don't want you putting both of y'all 
based on just my information. First of all, I love the fact that you trust me. You dig? And I love the fact that I've, I've, I pray that I've made you some money. Right? I, I, I pray that I've made you some money. But again, those plays were made based off of me. Remember my saying, if you allow them to feed you, you give them permission to starve you. There's plays in the market right now that you may have, have a different eye for or uh, that you may have a different idea for if you had the knowledge that you could execute. So right now you're just waiting on me to do the plays. And I only do the plays when certain things align, right? That's the thing. That's the only downfall of the Patreon is they be, I know y'all be wanting to do more plays, but I only do plays when I see my signs line up. You may have a different set of signs that you need to align up for you. So one, I want you to wait until you have it mastered or not at least capable to have the confidence to make the plays. And if you're in a Patreon, you're like, yo, Trap, I'm about to make this play. Here's what I see. Then I could be like, all right, that ain't, that ain't bad. I haven't did the hump, but I can, I can tell from the way you got it lined up. So I would rather you do that than just do that. And then once you do it like that, then you can make, then you can shift. Then, then you can shift. Then you can, then you can shift because, and second of all, I love the fact that the little one is tapped in. That, like, so that alone is familiarizing them with the information and the knowledge. Man, you got, man. That is so amazing. With, so all the parents out there doing it, got your kids watching, trapping tools. I love y'all, man. All right, let's go a little further. Hey, Trap, Love and Life family. Uh, my name is James. Um, I was at the last live show for the year. Dope experience, man. I had a great time. Uh, my question to you is, how can I go about sponsoring a few tickets for the New York show? New York gonna go crazy. You know that already. Um, I just want to pay it forward, man, and give some people an experience that they're never going to forget. So how can I go about getting a couple tickets and maybe just, you know, help somebody go who might not be able to on their own. Peace. Y'all trying to make me cry tonight? Damn, man. Uh, first of all, King, man, thank you for that, man. Um, Jose, let's find a way to get his information. Um, and we'll, we'll get your information once we drop the New York tickets. We'll link up with you and uh, we'll figure out a way to, uh, and what I want to do is, Jose, if whatever he's given, I'm going to match it. So however many tickets he buy, I'm going to match it and then we'll figure out a way to sponsor those to somebody. You feel me? So whatever, however many tickets he buy, I'll match that, and then we'll figure out a way. We'll get with Lashana because she's probably the best one at coming up a way to give those tickets away, and I'll sponsor that. So I'll match his sponsorship, cuz, for the New York show. So we'll do that. You feel me? So he said the New York show, we're going to sponsor the New York show. That's what it is. So we'll get with you, family. We'll figure out how to make that work. You feel me? Let's go. Well, we got two days. Hey, what's going on, Trap? It's Onos here from the UK. Um, made it part of the Triple Bean team, so ready to go. Just got a quick question around um, calls and puts, actually. I'm hoping it can be answered because 
I know I've not done the options course, so I'm not trying to, you know, sneak my way in or some sorts, but essentially I just wanted to know what the definition was for a covered call and a protective put. Um, because I'm trying to do a bit of research, but I'm getting a bit confused. So if you can define that in a simple way, the way you can, then I'll be mad grateful. Triple Beam Team. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. I like that, Jose. I like that. All right, so essentially, calls are you saying that a stock will go up. Um... You are saying that a stock will go up. It will hit a certain price in a certain time frame. Uh, I got to go to the UK, man. We got to go to the UK, bro. We got to go to the UK, man. Um, Cover calls is you are now go from buying stocks to selling stocks, right? So you're not buying stocks anymore. You're selling stock. You're selling options now. So you're having 100 shares and you're... So every time you look on the option chain and you see those prices to pay, that is somebody selling you options. That is truly where the money is. The money is in selling the premium. Um, and then as a seller, you are obligated. That's where the difference comes in. At. As a seller, once a certain price point of strike price is hit, you are then obligated to make that uh, sell those shares to that person. A put is just the opposite of it, is you are actually short, shorting the stock. You are looking at it from a, you're betting that the stock is actually going down. So you're saying this stock will go down at a certain price and you're betting heavy on that. Um, for me, I'm not really, I think in my time span, I've only, I can count on two hands the time I've done puts. Um, I'm probably at like 50-50. I'm more of a call person. Um, because of the stock market goes up 70% of the time, um, I make majority of my money on calls. Um, and when the market is going down, I either try to figure out where the calls are or I'll just sit on the side. I don't have a problem with not figuring that out. So I definitely hope I helped y'all with that, King. I appreciate you. Let's go, man. All right, man, so this segment is going into Flush It Up, Flip It. Let's get into it today. This is our favorite segment of the show. Let's go. Uh, going into it, uh, first one is Boston Scientific. So Boston Scientific is a company, actually, that is real hype. The company has some uh, robots that they're putting out there in the field. Uh, definitely going to be the next generation of what's coming out. Here's a quick question for you. Do you flush it? Or do you flip it? How we feel about that? How we feeling about it, Jose? Flush it. Ah, BSX? We're going to make some money on it, man. AbV, man, it's a pharmaceutical stock. The company has a great dividend. I'm sorry. Yep, has a great dividend, but it's performing not so good lately, man. As of lately, it's performing horribly, actually. Flush it or flip it. AbV. AbV actually is known for the dividend. It's actually a dividend company known for the dividend. Um, 
I think if, if I'm not mistaken, it's definitely a dividend aristocrat. If I'm not mistaken, it's a dividend aristocrat, meaning it's paid dividends for 25 years or more. Flush it or flip it for AbV. Nah, yo. We not, we not rocking with that. Me not want ya, boy. Me not know ya. You mad. Well, I can use some of that red fish, boy. Brown stew. Damn. All right. Next man, Bri oh. Next man, Bristol Myers, man. Another company heavily inside of the metal, medical stock industry. Um, producer of a, a, some of the actual biggest medications that we know of. Um, it had a really good spike during COVID. Actually known as a, a staple stock, more of a value stock. Hasn't performed as well. Let's talk about it, man. Bristol Myers, are we flushing it or are we flipping it? What'd they say, Jose? Nah, we're gonna flush Mr. Myers. Thermo Fisher. Nah, Thermo Fisher is a big dog in the medical industry, man. It went crazy during the pandemic, man, from, from playing the vaccines to uh What's the other thing they was doing? Outside of the vaccines, damn, I can't think of this other thing they did, man. Damn, it's on the tip of my tongue. But it is definitely a staple with Moderna. It actually outperformed them. It, I watched this stock go from 200 to 500. I watched it. I didn't want no part of it, but it's amazing. Uh, let's talk about it, man. Thermal Fisher, flush it or flip it? I'm with y'all on that. All right, let's go a little further, man. American Express, man. Listen, it's not the biggest. It is not the biggest credit card company, but it is one of the most dominant credit card companies. It deals with a specific type of person, a person that loves points. Their reward points is better than any other company in the credit card space, in the payment space. The dope part about American Express is it actually charges the lender high purchasing fees. Um high purchasing fees on that. So, let's go. Flush it or flip it? We're going to flip that. All right. Next one, Qualcomm. So, this is a company that is heavily used by Apple. It is heavy, heavy, heavy inside of the 5G network. Um, but Apple is actually trying to push them out. They're working on pushing them out by 2024. 2025 at less, they're trying to replace those chips. But Qualcomm definitely won a lawsuit against Apple not too long ago, a couple years ago. Apple tried to push them out. They say, not so fast, my friend. Qualcomm, flush it or flip it. How we feel about it? We'll make some money off Qualcomm. Mondelez International. So this is the company that is responsible for Oreos. And some of your other snacks, this is the, one of the biggest snack companies in town. They actually did amazing during the pandemic because they said people don't have throwaway money, but people do have snack money. Why? Because people love snacks, people love Oreos. Mondelez brand, flush it or flip it. I ain't mad at that. We'll make some money off Mondelez. <laughs> Lindy, this company is in the industrial business, right? Um, when it comes to chemicals, when it comes to power plants, it is in that space. The company has a strong dividend, has a great balance sheet, and it's actually outperformed the S&P the last few years. 
flush it or flip it. Flush it or flip it. That's a good company. Great company, great dividend. I'm not going to lie. Echo Lab. So this company is known for when you go to the bathroom and you wash your hands with the machine. The hand sanitizer. Also, it's known for laundry mats and laundry machines, laundry detergent. Echo Lab. It is a great, great, great company. It's a staple, has a solid dividend. Flush it or flip it. We can flip. We can flip that. All right, Monster Beverages. This company has actually outperformed Apple over the last five years. The company came in with Coca-Cola. They asked Coca-Cola, listen, we want to be the dominant uh, beverage brand, so we want to do with you, Coca-Cola. We want to buy some of your shelf space, and we'll also give you a percentage in our company. Even with doing that, the company has outperformed all other energy companies in the world. Monster Beverage, do we flush it? Or do we flip it? We definitely gonna make some money <laughs> off Monster Beverage. All right, man, let's go a little further. All right, man, let's go with breaking down a brick, man. This is good. Every week we try to give you a company that we like to just break down and like to show you. Nah, this is not me investing. This is not me saying this is a company that you should invest in. This is just me saying this is a company that we like. This is a company that is not a company that we like. This is a company that you should look at just so you can understand what's going on with the business. Let's go with it. This week, we're going to talk about Old Realty. Old Realty is a real estate investment trust. means the company makes money off of owning office space and then it rent, not office space, warehouse space, and then the company give, rents it out, which is called triple net leasing, right? Uh, so let's say a company like Walmart. Let's say a company like Home Depot, like Amazon. Let's say if these companies don't want to make the buildings, they want to just go in and lease it. So old realtor will come in and say, hey, check this out. We have the space and you can rent the space from us for at least 15 to 20 years, right? So uh, incorporate, owns, and manages a portfolio of commercial properties located across the United States. The company focuses on acquiring single-tenant retail locations, leased to region, national chains, and long-term tenant. Let's go a little further. 121 dividend increases consecutive. They are known as the monthly dividend company. So every month they pay you a dividend. And every month they have known for they are known yearly for, and not every month, but every year they have increased that dividend. 121 common stock monthly dividend. This is crazy. Every month they, God damn. Jeez, excuse me. I thought every year, every month they, God damn. That's all right. Let's go a little further. We got new people in. Yeah, episode seven, episode, yeah, 46. All right, let's go with it. We got a little more graphic in this one. All right, client diversification. Here's their top 20 clients. Dollar General equals 4%. Walgreens equals 3%. 7-Eleven equals 3%. Dollar Tree equals 3%. Win Results equals 2.8%. FedEx equals 2.5%. LA Fitness equals 2%. B&Q equals 1.8%. Sainsbury equals 1.8%. BJ's equals 1.7%. 
CVS equals 1.7%. Walmart, Sam Club, 1.6%. Lifetime Fitness, 1.5%. Tractor Supply, 1.4%. AMC Theaters, 1.3%. That is their top 20 portfolio. I mean, companies in there. Then top 10, and when it comes to industries, 10% of them is grocery stores, 8% of it is in convenience stores, 7% of it is in dollar stores, 8, 5% of it is in home improvement, 5% of it is in uh, restaurants, 5% of it is in uh, casual dining, 4% is in health and fitness, automotive is 4%, and general merchandise is in 4%. This is their portfolio of their top 20, and then how they have their companies stretched out. Let's go a little further. All right, so we look right here. We see that uh, 5% of their money is in rental reimbursement. I mean, other uh, 44 million, 187 million is in rental reimbursement. 3.1 million billion is in rental. We can see that their cash, uh, their revenue is up, but their net income is kind of up and down. Remember, revenues don't always equal profit. Let's go a little further. All right, here's what I don't like about them. Their interest payments are not well covered by earnings. So even though Old Realty is 100% a dividend company, I think the dividend is really, really stressed, right? I think this company puts more emphasis on paying a dividend than actually being a great company. Right. And that kind of gives me a uh, that's why I don't like it. I'm going to be real. With you. I know a lot of people like it. A lot of people vouch for it. But just me as an investor looking for quality stocks, this is definitely not one of the companies that I like. Um, I pivoted out of it. Um, so shareholders have been diluted over the last couple of years. Uh, interest payments are not covered by earnings. Earnings grew by nine point four, three percent, pays a high reliable dividend of almost five percent significantly below fair value. Um, as we can see right here, uh, earnings versus the market is down. High growth industry is down. High growth revenue is down. So I don't like that about them. Let's go a little further. All right, so what I will say about Old Realty is, yes, the company does pay a high dividend. Yes, the company does have a lot of places that they use for rent. But what I will say is, I think personally, we can find a better dividend. That go back to the first thing we talked about earlier. Don't be, don't be chasing the yield. The ticker symbol is O. Don't chase the yield. Um, I personally believe that there are better dividend companies out there. What happens is you look at the stock price. When you buy dividend companies, a lot of times you aren't, especially REITs, you're not really paying for the stock price to go crazy, but at least you want to buy a company that's solid. You know what I'm saying? You want to buy a company that's solid. And one of the things I wrote down for Old Realty is if we go look at the last five years, and I wrote this down, if we go look at the last five years, we'll see that the free cash flow not only is declining, it's declining drastically. You feel me? Not only is the free cash flow declining, it's declining drastically. Like they're adding more and more debt, right? And the, the, the payout ratio is through the roof. So not only is the payout ratio through the roof, but the free cash flow is declining drastically. 
I'm not excited about that. I feel like I can go find a better dividend in a better place. Um, and so when you look at, when you're talking to people about dividends, I think you, when they tell you old realty, because when anytime you tell somebody about a dividend investor, they're going to say, I own old realty. If you ask them why, they're going to say, well, I like the dividend. And you're going to say, what is it about the dividend that you like? They're going to say the dividend yield. And you say, well, operations don't cover the dividend. Operations don't, the earnings don't cover the expenses. The um, interest coverage ratio is trash. The free cash flow is negative and keep growing negative. Tell me again, what do you like about the dividend? And they probably won't have nothing to tell you about that. So if I was a person looking for a flush or a flip it, I would definitely flush old realty. Um, if you're in a Patreon group, I'm a, I'm, I'll put a price in there for y'all if y'all want, or I can just give you a better situation. But I don't like it. I use it because I wanted to, I know a lot of people talk about it and I wanted to show y'all. I'll just put it in there because I know some people are going to be like, trap, I don't care. I like it. It ain't for me to be buy. So tomorrow, I'll, well, Wednesday, Thursday, I'll put the stock price in for old realty and y'all still to get the lottery pick because I know some people are going to say, trap, I still want to buy it. And I don't want to be the person to discourage you from buying it. So that's my play on that. Let's go a little further. So this one, we get into learning lingo. Let's go, man. So learning lingo is about us understanding um, the lingo that goes on. This one is a growth recession. An economy that is growing slow and more jobs are being lost than added. That is where we're at right now. Now, even though we did have jobs added, when you look at it, we are in a wage Recession as well. Why? Because wages are not growing. Job hours are not growing. Job pays are not growing. These things are not growing. And so when you're listening to CNBC, when you're listening to the channels, you hear them start saying stuff like growth recessions, earning recessions. These are the type of things that we get to pay attention to, we get to listen to, and now we won't be lost when they're saying it. So this week's word was growth recession. Let's go a little further. All right, man, so, man, listen, I've been listening to this Killer Mike album, and I'm going to be real with you. That thing is hard. If you're a person that like music, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got to give props to A, man. Killer Mike came with a different flow compared to what's going on in the world. Uh, he stuck to Killer Mike type bars. Um, and what I mean by that is he didn't try to switch over to try to adapt to what's going on in the world. He didn't try to adapt to what the other people were saying. Killer Mike went in Killer Mike mode. And this is a great album. Um, I think it was refreshing. I think he gave us a little mix of talk and that ignorant talk. He gave us a little mix of talk and that real talk. He gave us some well talk. I like an album like that. You know what I'm saying? And so Killer Mike, I definitely want to give you props for this album. If anybody know him, let him know. Trap said, this is amazing. Let's get into the part I like, man. He said something simple. I had to be my own boss. Nobody else's worker. Not somebody else's worker. Done deal. Now, why did I feel like that was an important bar? The reason why I feel like that was an important bar was because I don't have nothing against you working for somebody else. But I think being your own boss to me has more so about owning your time and being able to move how you want to move. Right? I think it has more to do with 
being able to move around how you want to move and not being able to be dictated. I think being your own boss and not somebody else is worker has the idea of you saying, you know what, fam? Like, I don't care. I don't feel like coming to work today. You know what? I'm not retiring when I'm 65. I'm retired when I'm 45. I'm retired when I'm 50. In my mind, that's what I look at. I don't look at it. I, I, don't, like the, I don't like the fact that people push entrepreneurship so hard in the world today because if everybody was entrepreneurs, who the hell going to get work done? You feel me? Some people are visionaries. Some people are, are made to help the visionary conquer the vision. One of the things I love that E.T. talked about was he said, we all talk about David, but we will never talk about Jonathan. And you're like, well, who is Jonathan? Well, Johnson, Jonathan was Saul's son. Guess what he did? He the one went to David and said, hey, bro, my daddy trying to kill you. David was so clueless to the idea. He was just like, he ain't tripping. But David was like, hey, bro. Jonathan was like, hey, David, you my brother. Hey, my daddy trying to kill you. And I learned that from E.T. because I never even paid attention to it. Right. And then he all, we also realized that Jonathan was able to tell David, hey, bro, your daddy trying to kill you. My daddy trying to kill you without betraying his daddy. I was like, oh, that's good. So he ain't talk crazy about his daddy. He ain't got disrespectful to his daddy. He just told somebody who he looked at as a brother, hey, bro, it ain't safe for you here no more. So I think in the world we live in right now, it's cool for, for the entrepreneurial vision to be good, but we need people to help us kill the vision. You feel me? Like me and my team, like I had the vision. I had to bring Dave in. I had to bring Gindy in. I had to bring George in. I had to bring B in. I had to bring Jose in. I can't do none of the stuff that they do. You don't want to hear a trap beat? That beat will be trash. So I got people in here that help me accomplish the vision and together I want to help them accomplish their goals so they be they own they not a worker they helping me we work for y'all and I want that to bring me into my clothes out because even though that helps me work they help me work for y'all we all working together to accomplish a common goal which is freedom We all working together to accomplish a common goal, which is freedom. That's the goal that we all about. So I want to help us shatter the myths that we can't accomplish freedom. I want us to shatter the myths that we don't have enough money. I want us to shatter the myths that we are incapable of building wealth. But what happens is if we got to all, some of us are Davids and some of us are Jonathans. We got to get people around us that's going to help us accomplish the vision. Some people are good at just being followers. And ain't nothing wrong with that because check this out. Mike had lost to the Celtics. Mike had lost to the Pippen, I mean to the Pistons. But when he got Pippen, yo, it was a game changer. And Pippen still going on as one of the greatest players of all time. Why? Because he was a great number two. Some people are good at like, yo, just give me the vision. I'm going to knock it out the park, bro. Just give me the vision. I'm going to knock it out the park with you, queen. Just give me the vision. I'm going to do the details. I love Lashana. She is on my team. She gets on my nerves sometimes. But guess what? When I know the X's and the O's, she's trying to protect me. She want to make sure we good. Yo, I can't take that away from her. I feel like the vision can get executed because I got a Lashana. 
And so I'm willing to nurture the relationship. I'm also willing to say, okay, we're going to move like this. Some of y'all, you get mad when the people around you ain't moving how you want to move. They don't supposed to move how you want to move. They supposed to move according to the vision. Are you ready for change? Are you ready for it? Are you ready to take yourself and your family to the next level? Because if you want to take your family to the next level, it's going to be more than just you. I want to take my family to another level. I had the vision. Cuz, come with me. I got my other cousin. She on a support team. I'm already putting my little cousins in play. They going to do some other stuff. Yo, you're my other cousin that's about to graduate college. You good with numbers? Yo, I need you to go to college and do this. I got you. I got a mentorship. I got an intern. All oh, that's going to be waiting for you. You know why? Because I know you can help me help the people. We can accomplish a vision together. I'm good at being in the front. I'm good at being a visionary. Y'all can help me execute. But you know why they're willing to be down? Not because I got the vision, because they already see what I'm doing right now, working, and they saying, yo, how can I add value to that? We got to infuse the vision with value and then infuse the value with people that can help us move the needle. Jordan would have never beat the Pistons or the Celtics by itself. He had to sell the people on the vision. He had to infuse hard work. He had to infuse dedication. He had to infuse resiliency. He had to infuse the mindset. They say, bro, in practice, Jordan and Kobe probably was the worst teammates ever. But on the court, they transformed. They just had belief like, yo, they going to get it done. Why you think people give Mike the ball? They know he going to get it done. Why they get Kobe? They got the confidence to get it done. Do you have the confidence and have you build the people up around you enough to say, yo, so-and-so going to get it done. I could give him the ball in the full quarter with a little time on the clock. I'm cool. I was listening to a clip on Instagram the other day. Ron Artest said, man, Kobe passed me the ball. He hit the game winner. He said, yo, Kobe don't never pass me the ball, but he passed me the ball. And because he passed me the ball in such a clutch time, I shot it with confidence. He said, I heard Phil saying, no, no, no. But Kobe passed me the ball, so I shot it with confidence because Kobe passed it to me. The confidence that he passed it to me with, I know this is a shot that Kobe will probably take, but he passed it to me and his confidence transferred to me so I shot it with confidence can you trust the version of you that you are attempting to save can you trust the version of you because I'm going to be real with you the old version of trap I couldn't trust him I had to let him go now, when I say let him go, I don't mean I got rid of him, but I had the I had the metamorphosis. I had to grow into a new form and I had to take control and let him walk on side of me. I couldn't let that trap lead. I couldn't let free lead. He too emotional. He got issues he dealing with. And he don't want to deal with the issues. He, he rambunctious at times. He, be, he act off ego sometimes. I can't let him lead. But there's a few traits in him that I'm going to need as I'm on the journey. So I had to say, okay, trap, you're this. 
free as that. We not gonna get rid of him, but we gonna walk with him, but he can't leave. I ain't trust him in this situation. So what I'm telling you is the version of you that you trying to hold on to, the version of you that you keep saying, this is just the way I am. The version that you keep saying, man, I'm built like this. Can you trust that version of you to the destination where you going at? And I need you to be real with yourself. I need you to be real with yourself. Transformation is the byproduct of new information. We are truly at the beginning of a generational shift. Those with the skill set, those with the mindset, those with the tool sets will transcend. Tool set is the ability to identify the tool that's needed in the present situation. So if I get in the right situation, I need to know whatever situation I'm in, I have the tool, I can identify the tool that's needed. Skill set, the ability to use the tool in the situation and execute. Mindset, the belief that I'm capable of doing it. I'll say it again. I'll say it again. We are truly at the brink of a generational shift. We at the brink of it. Like it's, it's we see it. Those with the skill sets those with the mindset and those with the tool sets is going to transcend. Everybody else is going to be left behind. If you don't transcend, you will be a walking form of residue of yesteryear. See, you will be the residue of the walking form of yesteryear. Meaning, in 2035, you'll be saying what you did in 2023. You'll be saying what you had in 2020. You'll be saying what you were doing before the pandemic. You're going to have people saying, man, before the pandemic, I was. Man, before COVID messed up everything, I was. Before COVID, I did. Man, COVID messed up my life. COVID shifted my family. Okay, guess what? During COVID, after COVID, and right now, yo, we transcended. Will you be a part of that? Tool set, the ability to identify the proper tool in any given situation. Yo, the market is going a certain way. Am I doing calls? Am I doing cover calls? Am I doing puts? The market is down right now. Is I'm buying real estate? Am I leveraging? What am I doing? Do you have the tools, the mindset? Am I capable? I am capable of doing this. I'm not fertilizing my fears. I'm fertilizing the beliefs. I'm fertilizing my tomorrow. I'm putting myself in another trajectory. I know I am possible. I know I can do this. I am built for this. It's the fourth quarter. Give me the ball. It's the fourth quarter. I can pass it to Jose. Would I have the mindset and then the skill set? I got the tool and I know how to use it. I got the skills that I know how to use it. Bet the options, the game money, options calls, buy and hold. Will we, I, it don't matter. Every, every market is a bull market for me. I'm going to go find where to get some money at. It will be disastrous if we allow ourselves and our family and our, left to, our next of kin to be left behind. It will be disastrous if we don't put our family on a boat like Noah. It is disastrous. And I'm going to keep it real with you. Sometimes you get blessed just for being with certain people. We rocking with Trap. He got the information. B said this the other day. Man, B said, man, my partner asked me, man, 
Some of B said, and B said, man, just being round trap, I know I'm going to go get two million, at least two million. He said, why he said? He said, because I'm watching to make money every day. I'm going to be a fool to work in and not get the option class. I'm going to be a fool to be here and not learn. I ain't just here to shoot. I'm here to learn. Sometimes you get blessed with just being in a certain situation. Yo, I see the work this dude put in. Every time he put the goddamn on thing, he making money. I at least need to say, hey, trap, plug me. Plug me. Plug me. We are now in a situation, yo, this is what the Rockefeller saw when he said, yo, oil. That, I got it. Oil. Yep, that's what we doing. We are now with Mark Zuckerberg, somebody said, yep, Facebook. We are now with Jeff Bezos said, yep, Amazon, I'm gonna sell books. We are now with Elon Musk first said, yo, Tesla, we gonna change the world with that. We are now here to take advantage to turn our wealth a hundredfold. But the problem is you don't want to leave the past. You still trying to hold on to what you once were instead of looking at what will become. And if we don't change that, man, we're going to be in a bad situation. Nothing compares to the power of having wealth. And I'm not just talking money. I'm talking freedom. I'm talking time. I'm talking opportunity. I'm talking being able to be with your loved ones. I'm talking about that type of power. I'm not compared to that. And the only way you can restore something, people said, I want to restore what my people once had. You got to destroy. You got to demolish what you have. You got to destroy those pillars. You got to destroy that frame. You got to destroy that roof. You got to destroy that room so you can go in and rebuild it. So you can update the bathroom. So you can update the living room. So you can update the plumbing. So you can update the electricity. So you can update the database. You got to demolish it so you can restore it. That means putting this back in its right place and then some. That means getting back to what you was and then some. Abundance, overflow, significance. And that's what Wall Street looks like us all about. That's what Trap and Tudors is all about. That's what we come in for three hours every week. That's what it's all about. I ain't gonna lie to you. I can't talk about what I want to talk about in an hour. I can't dig deep enough in an hour. That's why I couldn't rent nobody else space because they was going to kick me out in an hour. So I want y'all to know, man, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Man, this tour is going to be crazy. We six weeks away, man. We six weeks away from the first show in ATL. We ain't got no celebrities. We just coming to give you game. We kind of equip you. Because right now, right now ain't the time for the celebrities. In my mind, they already got their millions. They already got their billions. I don't want to leave with a notebook full of celebrity millionaire quotes. I don't want to leave with motivational quotes. And when I get home, I realize, damn, it's a whole bunch of quotes, but not enough execution. I can watch that on YouTube. So I give you my word, we're going to lead up with, we're going to lead up with game. 
We're going to leave that with uh uh-uh, trap, uh-uh, uh-uh, exit and O's, crossing T's and dotting I's. I promise you that. It's the first two, but it ain't the last one. But I promise you, I'm going to set the tone with this one. I promise you, we're going to set the tone with this one. Seven cities. Get your tickets. Let's go. It's your boy, the Wall Street Chopper, man. Another episode, man. Episode 48, man. Listen to me, man. There's 2,500 people in the chat. I want to say this, man. Everybody go to Apple Podcasts. Go to Shop. I mean, Spotify. Go download the app. There's not 60 shows better than us. Jose put in a lot of work every week dropping them episodes. Not just the full episode for two hours, but every day he's dropping a 15, an 18, a 16-minute clip. The powerful points of the show. Go download those, y'all. I want you tonight, man. If you feel like Trap gave us game tonight, at least we can do this. I want you to, one, man, go cop your tickets. It's $97. And then, two, I want you to go to the purple iPod, the podcast button on your phone, and go to Trap and Tools and download as many of them as you can. And then follow the show so it automatically downloads. Then I need you to leave a review. It's only going to take you about five minutes, man. Everybody else, man, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Have a good night, man. We're going to see y'all next week. Same time, same place, same three hours, same Tootie, same Jose, same Gindy, same George, same Dave, same B, and none other than same Trap, man. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Let's go, man.